Welcome to episode 9 of the Carp Geezer podcast with guest Keith, Kent's distributor of DNA baits. Enjoy. back to the Carp Geezer podcast. It's been a while. Hope everyone's well. How's everyone getting on? What's happening? What's going on? Um, this is episode nine. It's, it's, it's felt like it's been a long time since we recorded the last one. In in hindsight, it has been. It's been uh, over, just over a month, but apologies, there has been a few things going on. So today, I've got a guest on that I've been... Uh, talking to for a little while now about getting on um and it's one that also i look forward to every single podcast but i look forward to more ones with guests on and uh this one has been definitely uh one that i've been looking forward to for a for a little while about getting on so i'd like to welcome to the carp geezer podcast mr keith gladish the main man geezer from kent that is the distributor of dna bait keith how are you pal really good mate thank you good good so happy to have you on keith i really really appreciate it mate thank, thank you very much thank you for, for the invite that's all right it was always going to happen mate it was always going to happen um so i'm really really pleased to have you on so what's been going on then keith what's been happening in your world How, how's things been how have you been lately have you been all right uh, really well, mate. I actually managed to get out fishing a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was literally, you beat me to it. You beat me to it, Keith. I like that. I've got notes here, as you know. Um, and I did, I have put down that you went fishing. Um, was it last week? Uh, April the, oh, I can't remember what date it was, mate. It was a fir- I went the Thursday night and I was going to do until this Tuesday because it was bank holiday weekend. Um, That's right. It was after the launch, I'm going to plug it, but DNA launched a new bait called The Bug, which social media has been alive with. That took you, hang on, two minutes and 48 seconds yeah, well, to no, get that in there straight away. I love it, Keith. I, I, didn't, on, know, on. I didn't know how long before he was going to push the button and say, that's it, we finished. Um, yeah, that's fine, mate. But they launched a new that's bait fine. called The Bug, which has been, it's been active on social media for probably the last at least six months it's got. It's gone insane. So I tell you, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to talk. We're going to we're going to talk about your fishing trip after. But for for everybody that's listening, that doesn't know who you are, and what you do, right? Please elaborate on that so everyone knows who you are. Basically, um, it all started with me and DNA uh, many years ago. Just not long after they sort of set up and become established guy called John O'Driscoll, LJ, uh, someone I've known for donkey's years, and he's like a, an encyclopedia of carp angling. He, he's fished everywhere. He knows everybody. Um, he's like the wise old owl of angling for me. Um, yep. I'd been rolling a bait of my own, which I got a recipe, tweaked it slightly off a guy called Sean Hutchinson, or Taz as he's known. It was called Red Oyster. It was a phenomenal bait. It had 23 ingredients. Bait manufacturers have seen it. Guys like Darren at UK Baits has actually seen it and said, how can it be rolled? It doesn't contain this and it doesn't do that. But we produced it, we rolled it, we sold it. It caught some massive fish from all over the country, all over Europe. It was it was doing really well. But 
I got to the point whereby uh, personal commitments, I couldn't take it any further. So I stopped rolling. Um, believe it or not, the all my equipment and all the ingredients and most of the recipe was sold or given to a, a very good friend of ours, Mr. Thomas Wright. Who, uh, wow. Who, okay. who put all the uh, equipment into storage and that was where it stayed. So it's sort storage, of... Storage Tom, I've got him as a brackets yeah. in my phone there. He, he makes the big yellow box storage company look silly, mate. The amount of gear he's got stashed <laughs> Bless everywhere. him. But anyway, um, John said to me, what was I doing about bait? And I was dabbling with a few bits and pieces. And, I, you know, I, like a lot of anglers, you look around and you see what's doing the results in places. And John introduced me to DNA through a guy called John Bannister. Um, right. I, I knew John. John is one of the guys that's been around angling a long time. Doesn't fish that much nowadays, if at all. Um, but John was one of the guys that brought underwater filming to the carp industry, in my opinion. He, okay. I believe, I might stand corrected, he had quite a bit of involvement in the early days of Calder Underwater. Um, okay. And he was big into his filming, and I helped John do some filming for DNA at a couple of the shows. Started using it, had results on it. Mates asked me to get a bit. Can you get me an extra five kilo? Can you get me a pot of this? Can you get some of that? Um, and I was taking fish from some of the waters that had never seen DNA because there was a, a northern-based company where they had no real presence in the south at the time. Um, I then started getting a bit more for a few mates and then a couple of other people was their mates. And I was basically collating orders. So instead of DNA having 10 orders come in from Kent, they'd have one from me. I'd get it in. All the lads would turn up, pick it up, and off they go. So that then developed uh, bigger and bigger, basically. And it's what I basically do to this day is I collate orders, but I do carry a bit of stock. Um, for the reason being is that I'm the world's worst, mate. I'll open up a box or a bucket and think, oh, I thought I had some bait in there. I ain't got none. I need it. I'm going tomorrow. I'm, I'm the most disorganised person at angling you'll ever meet. Uh, <laughs> I've been to ports. I've been quite to... all the only one, mate. I think I'm quite... A close second, but go on. Go oh, I've got to, I've got to Dover like the wrong day. I've got to Folkestone the wrong day. Oh, I've come back days early. Um, I've got to France oh, and fall. No, I've got I've got to France. I've got no rods. <laughs> no. I'm three hundred and fifty miles into France and gone. Oh, I've got no rods. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Oh my goodness. I don't know how many sets of rods I've bought from Decathlon in my time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just leave I just leave them at the venue if you know. If it's, <clears throat> If it's a public water, I bring them back. And to be honest, mate, I don't go in my loft. I've, I've got so many rods and bits of tackle up there that I've had to go and buy because I think I've got it, but I ain't. But anyway, get back to DNA. I um, <laughs> I still do it to this day. I think it's now we're looking at about 10 years or so I've been doing it. Right. Um, right. I've been for all the, uh, you know, when the switch was developed and that was brought out. Uh, because if anyone listens to the DNA podcast, there's a, the Jason Dunn, he tells you about what our DNA was began and how it, how it grew and how it became. Yeah, you said that. What episode was that? That was, um, was it episode what? I think it's episode five, part two, is the one you want to listen episode to. Episode five, part two, yeah. Um, he again. actually does talk about the bug in that, so it's quite recent still, but the history of DNA is there. and it, it is, It's not all technical about first limiting amino acids and all that sort of stuff that really carp anglers don't really want to get into. Um, I've learned over the years that carp anglers... They just want to buy a bait and catch fish. And yeah. I've I've got my own beliefs on it, and I, I spend hours talking to people about I mean, the, the most question I get asked is, what would I do? And in many times, I said I'd go home. 
<laughs> I, I've got to lakes. I mean, I've got to. It's true, though, mate. I've, I've, I've got to lakes, and if I can't find the fish and I can't get on them, if I can find them but I can't get on them, all the swims are sewn up. I just come home. I can't. Do you, do you know? Do you know what? I went. I went. Um, sorry to butt in, but I went fishing on Thursday. I generally do personally. I do every Thursday night. If I can get there at a decent time Thursday afternoon, depending on what's happening, um, I will do. Um, and then I, if I'm busy Friday, I or most likely pack up by ten and go home. Or if I, if the fish are on me, yeah. um, that's normally what changes your day. If the fish are on you and you think, oh, I'm just going to stay, I'm just going to stay and pull a fast one, I will do that as well. But Thursday, I went to a well-known water that um, I've told you where I'm at. Just up the road from me. <laughs> not far from me. Not far from you. Not far from you. Um, and. From what I've been told from older members, it has never, ever, ever been as busy as what it is now. That's all down to this uh, pandemic, um, where a lot of people are still on far low. So it's the only chance in their whole lifetime when they're actually going to be a paid angler. Well, um, I, I read on, uh, I read somewhere on the internet because I read so much crap on the internet. I, I end off going up like a wee ball with this podcast go from tangents, but. I read somewhere that they reckon a hundred thousand people took up angling. Now that doesn't mean yep. all carp anglers, but a hundred thousand <coughs> no. took up angling. No. Rod licenses are up, sort of like a hundred and twenty-four percent or so. Well, actually, I got told the statistic um, not yesterday. It was actually Friday morning. I got told the statistic by someone who walked around that lake um, and has recently been talking to someone about fishing licenses because he got asked, and apparently. Since the planned the the plan, I was just about to say pandemic. That's what mate calls it, pandemic. <laughs> um, this pandemic, um, rod licenses have gone up by three hundred thousand. Oh, it's just um, the, I mean, in the last twelve months, which it, is ridiculous. But anyway, so. it is ridiculous. But it's good for the fact that people are actually buying them. Um, and also the money that it brings into the EA. Et cetera, yeah, et it, it but, does. But it's not good for us because partly the reason why what I was about to say because I went to this lake. And every swim that I wanted or would have gone in was busy. And yeah. then suddenly there was a tench angler in a swim who's been there for four days. He was just packing up and I jumped in there. I didn't have anything, but it was it was a it was a sought after sort of like area of the lake where I'm not gonna say swim because there's no such thing in it, sought after swim anymore. Where there is an eight, but you know, with this lake that you know where I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, it all depends on where the wind's blowing and where the fish are. You know, yeah. it's quite a big water. Um, they can be one end or the other. I mean, I get, um, I, you know, I get so guys coming to me to pick up alders and, and it's like, they're, they're something, oh, do you know any clubs or syndicates? And I say, yeah, I know plenty, but unless you put your name down, you're going to be waiting four, five. Yeah, well, I got in I got in through the back door, so to speak, a little bit, um, but I still had to go on the on the waiting list. And at the moment, the waiting list has doubled from when, when I was on it now. Right. So, but yeah, I I I nearly went home. I nearly went home Thursday after I was walking around. I knit very closely. I'm on a group chat with two other lads that I've met at that syndicate. Really nice lads, um, Nick and Craig. So they're really really nice guys. And I'm on a group chat with them. And I Cra- and I messaged them. Craig, I said, there's the- no swims. I'm going home. Pete, Craig ain't so, a Tyler, is he? Don't do Tyler, does he? Yeah, it does like ceramic no. tiling. No, no. Uh, no. It's, I know. I, obviously, I know the water you're on. I know the, I know one of the bailiffs really well. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We yeah. know, we, yeah. If he's okay. listening to this, I will have my uh, Wayne tripod back. Well, thanks. I'm hoping he is listening because I like, <laughs> I like Tom. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Tom the but, thief, I called him. Now he's he Tom the thief. Never brings it back. I have to threaten him with a wife. <laughs> Only way I'll get me stuff well, we, back. We do. We will be talking on this podcast later on, Keith, about me coming to Germany with you. And fishing. So, Tom, um, yeah, hope you're well, pal. Hope you're well, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm going to need a coach. So, I'm going to need a coach for Germany, and I don't mean someone to tell me what to do. Yeah. I mean to get me and all the people that want to come. <laughs> I mean, touching on Germany, I have to say that the guy that the guy Bernard Killian that had the 82 uh, on the bug, I hasten to add, uh, absolutely <laughs> amazing guy. Um, I don't know if you saw, I had a pencil drawing done of it for him as a gift yeah, for me I see and son. Yeah, I see it. That's it. Lovely picture, yeah. Basically, my son went to Parco last year, and he's a bit like me. We do we do some of the most stupid things ever. He stopped in Germany for a few hours to see Bernard and have a chat, and Bernard kindly like entertained them, took them out for a bit of dinner, showed them a few photos and a few lakes and bits yeah. and pieces. Uh, he's very hospitable, and I couldn't thank him enough. Um, and my boy then went to Parco, um, it's somewhere he wanted to go somewhere I hadn't been, so he picked Italy. Um, he had a, he, he had a good trip. He had a few fish. Um, he done a few things that I would have probably done, and basically poached a, poached a fifty out at the margin <laughs> from someone else's swim. But there you go. They'd gone home by that time, so he didn't care. But he uh, Bernard, as I say, I I sort of felt like. I had to do. I wanted to do something for him for his for his PB and and the fish is immense, mate. But what people don't know is that Bernard has also had an amazing season uh, through autumn, and I've got photos of fish that I would like. I, I just can't describe how much I really really want to get to Germany and fish with him and to catch some of these fish. Um, yeah, but uh, it's Germany's one of them places where the English angler, no disrespect to anybody, hasn't really ventured because the Germans seem to have it pretty tight over there. Um, there's not, if you go on the internet and search German carp fishing, you won't find two, three hundred venues and, you know, all inclusives. It's just one of them things, mate. But, and there's lots of countries like that where we as UK carp anglers haven't ventured because it's, I think distance has a lot to play with it. We all want to sort of get on a, a, a train or a ferry, get off the other end, drive for a couple of hours and catch chunks it's, it's what we go for and uh and i'm fortunate on that subject to have access to a lake two and a half hours from from calais that does hold some immense fish that is probably as back to nature as you'll ever get um i'll mention it, it's itang de chanterine um the guy that runs it is a really really good mate of mine uh he's helped me through some real bad times real dark moments and if it weren't for him i don't know where i'd be quite honestly um he, uh, Richie Mercer, his name is, and he, he, he's a Man United supporter, so there are some sort of downside to it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, there's got, to be, there's got to be one or two. But it's it's a lake where anybody's looking to go and test their angling ability, um, and it's not the sort of place where you're going to get three meals a day, showers. You've got a portaloo, that's it, and a lake. That is it, mate. Really, it's, the swims are platforms on some of them. It's 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 very very back to nature it's back to what i remember my initial days of carp angling like um, well, one day mate i will be i will be going over there with you without a doubt oh you're, um, you're always well, you're, to do that. you're always welcome to come and and just touching on shantarine again there is two lakes there there's the front lake um <clears throat> that i used to call the commercial lake and no disrespect i don't really fish commercial fisheries anymore it's not a bit of me um i'm 
I've been spoiled with having access to certain waters. And I, I fished, yeah. I fished the Bat Lake on the basis that it was just forty acres, twenty three fish. Now, it's daunting. But Richie lived on site. Uh, he was out there looking after the place and looking after anglers. And I call him Nanny McPhee because he's a sort of bailiff that if you need him, he's there. If you don't need him, he won't bother you. He'll let you get on with it. <laughs> so he doesn't look like an old woman with a, like a really funny mole and goofy teeth. I'll right? let you tell him that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. he's, a, he's a lovely lovely bloke and he, and he, he will look after and he'll do anything to make your, your trip your week out there you know the, the, the trip of a lifetime but he, right. he he kindly baited a couple of spots for me um, I eventually got him to use DNA it took a bit of persuading but he got onto it and so I went one weekend uh, it was a cup final weekend and I managed to take two fish out in one weekend in two days basically and that was really? a test of my angling ability I mean we're talking at Distance out of a boat, uh, weed beds, massive drop-offs. Oh, um, beautiful. You, you're talking about a lake where you can be sitting there and, and silly things like butterflies, snails the size of your, of your fist, and you're like, what? Wild boar running really? around, deer, uh, birds of prey. Oh, like, we 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 would definitely have a conversation about that, then, Keith, because I'd, oh, yeah. I'd love to come over there with you. Yeah, you'll so be welcome. We would definitely definitely touch on that. So, right. So Keith, tell me a little bit about this bait. We will we will get on to the latest um, launch by DNA, as yeah. in the bug, because it seems to be um, doing the business, doesn't it? Of late, it's, um, it's, it's tough. I mean, I've seen it's one of them things you see in carpet. Oh, it's tearing places apart and it's ripping places up and all that. To me, and this be right or wrong, bait is a part of a very, very, very big jigsaw of carp angling. And yep. over the years, when I started back in early 80s, bait wasn't really... It was it was very much still in its infancy, as I see it, from bait formulation, technology, science. I mean, it's become a complete, massive, massive science to me now. It's not just oh, it's about... it's gone mad, is not it? I mean, things are changing as we speak. There are huge changes from what I can see... And this is my personal opinion, nothing to do with DNA. The guy, the pandemic has caused us as anglers not to be able to go to Europe and fish like we used to. Two years ago, we'd get in a car, van, jump on a ferry or a train, and we'd be in France with a 50 kilo bait, no problem at all. You wouldn't give a monkeys about what you took as regards to the bait. You'd take your 100 kilo and your 50 kilo particle, and you wouldn't bother. Now, social media is alive with people saying you can't take bait to France. The bait companies recognise this. It is a huge part of their business, of any bait company's business, of bait going out to Europe. Because what I experience is I see a lot of anglers go to France and seem to have this fascination with taking as much bait as their vehicle will carry. The fact they might mm. only need five kilo, don't come into it. Um, yeah. But they take, you know, the average people are 20, 30, 40 kilos. And I think, do you really need that much? But... Okay, that's that's their decision. But now that the European Union, we are no more, it's a case of you can't take more than two kilos. Now, looking into it, the, the EU directives and regulations don't only affect bait in Europe, taking bait to Europe, it affects UK bait. Now, years ago, me and you, Pete, we could go and set up a bait firm in our shed, rolling bait, knocking it out, selling it to our mates and not don't really give a toss about it. We, you know, we we earn a couple of quid on the back of it, and it'll pay for our bait. And that's how a lot of bait companies start. Nothing yeah. wrong, with, nothing wrong with that at all. And it, the, the terminology I've always, well, I've been told about is they call them Fred in a shed. 
And it's to me, that's where a lot of the well-known bait companies have started. It's not been regulated. And from what I've read, the regulations and the enforcement of those regulations is changing. Trading standards and the Food Standards Agency are involved. For now, and this will bore some people, but it might interest others. To actually produce bait now and sell it commercially, you need what's known as an ABP license in, in one way. You have to be registered that you are handling animal byproducts. Now, yep. a lot of people say, why can't I? I've taken bait to France for 20 years. Why can't I take it now? The, the reason being is animal byproducts are a source of swine flu uh, or swine fever, avian bird flu, all sorts of problems, BSE. Um, the Europeans have, have basically turned around and said they don't really want the chance, but it's a very low risk. I must state, cat-free ABPs are low risk. And from what I've read, so long as the packaging is correctly labelled, i.e. it contains words such as not fit for human consumption, it has a batch date on it, it has a sell-by date on it, which I think may have been something that the bait firms introduced. So as long as it contains a list of the ingredients, not the exact quantities, because you'd all go out there and replicate it. We all would. We'd all go, all right, I'll go yep. and buy a load of that. It's all about traceability. It's to, to the source yep. of ingredients. And there is a list of ingredients that are recognised as acceptable. Now, prior to us leaving Brexit, it was all, well, we'll do what we want. Now, no, they've got it a little bit more regulated. And I've looked up, there is a register of the companies that are registered on this ABP register if you want to call it if you put in if you find it and if anybody wants a link and adds me to Facebook I'll send you the link to it It's you go for it and there's hundreds of companies on there if you type in the search bait you'll find 29 companies but don't be fooled by just the word bait because some companies don't register as a bait company for classic example is British Aquafeeds is DNA, basically. And that's mm -hmm. how their registration comes through, because they're in the same building, they're the same company at the end of the day, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but it's an interesting read that, that there's certain names I can't find on there at the moment. Oh, really? What, yeah. Some of, the, some of the main names that we, uh, we all know about and um, expect to be on a list like that? There are names on there that you wouldn't expect to be on there, and there are names oh, right. on there. There are not. I can't at this moment find certain names on there. And I think, well, oh, oh, they're not on there. That's a bit. Oh. There, it yeah, may yeah, be yeah. they're on there as something else. I.e., as I say, it, you know, there's certain bait companies are traded as something else as a company, and that's how they're recognised. But their <clears> their known name is different to what we would find on this list. Um, but oh, it, okay. it, it's an interesting read. But I think personally, I think what will happen is so long as the packaging meets the standard. Um, a good for instance, on the back of DNA spot syrups, there's six European languages. There's the cat free right. ABP. Yeah. There's all the details. The packaging has become more informative. So yeah. you know what you're getting. I I personally think there will come a point in time whereby we will be able to take bait to France again, uh, to Europe. I won't just say France because some people fish in Croatia, yeah. Germany. Yeah. We will be able to take bait to Europe again so long as it is in a sealed bag, so long as it is in a sealed container. Now, this is a bit interesting. Pop-ups and hook baits are classed as lures. They're not classed as bait. Really? See, I've, I've never, never got told that before. So if you really, really wanted to push it, you could take two kilo of boilies, 
which is the permissible allowance. This is a bit like when you go to holiday and you come back with your duty free. You can take so much. Yeah. Yeah. Hook baits don't count. Wow. But okay. you can't take more than two kilos of bait. So you can't take 20 kilo of pop up. No, you can't try to say, oh, no, they're actually hook baits, mate. They go, no, they're not. They're actually, they're not that. That is if you get stopped. Now, yeah. as I've always said, there's recently another post on social media that two guys have been stopped at a port somewhere. One's been fined 1,500 quid and had all his gear confiscated. Someone else has been fined a 1,000 pound. I, there's so much fake news goes on social media; it's unbelievable. We we spoke about that earlier on. We we touched on the 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 um the old one a while ago when it with the lorry driver got stopped and he had a ham and was it ham and cheese sandwich? Cheese and, sandwich, and, oh, and he, yeah. And I see. I I heard that he got his sandwich taken away, and I heard that they told him to take the ham out. So you know, it's, the thing is with me with the media, and, you know, I don't even remember the last time I brought a newspaper. I, I don't even believe the time and the date that's on most of them anyway. So. You know, it's, it's media now, as you know, is ridiculously taken over. Um, so nine times out of ten, now if someone wants a newsflash, yeah, they're probably going. They probably going one of the um, the social media platforms. Well, it's, it's like a lot depending of, on what they're trying to find out about. Yeah, of course they will. Of course like they will. And then what they're going to do? They're going to read and and take in the first thing that they read about. It's like a lot of social media in the old days of forums. My mate says. Oh, that, that saying to me was like, my, your mate says what? It's your mate. I don't know your mate. And I, and I always yep. say to people, if you if you make a statement, you have to be able to give evidence and back that statement up, in my opinion. So someone's saying these two guys got arrested. Now, it's it's, it's developed this morning. I get up this morning, go on like you do on your social media and have a look. It's now that there was a seven and a half ton lorry of bait. Well, that's a bit different to two guys going to France fishing. Yes, yeah, slightly. A little bit different. <laughs> so, like, not bit. always it gets added to and it gets made to sound a little Oh, mate, it, it grows arms and legs and, you know, it's the old fisherman thing. How big was it? It was this big. But, you but know, so in all the years, in all the years that I've, I mean, I've been going to France since mid-80s. And I'll be the first to hold my hands up. I've got out of there. I've been sitting on a train. I told you this earlier. I've been sitting on a train thinking... Should I really have that in the back of my van? I had two 47 kilo gas bottles and I thought, how many more can I take? I didn't bother to look, I didn't bother to check. And if I'd have been no. stopped, they'd have took one off me and I'd have possibly got a fine. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I took a risk because I, I, ignorance is no defence. I should have checked and I should have known. But how many of us get a reminder about our MOT on a car and you think, when did I last MOT? You don't. You don't. I've. I've yep. Yeah, it's 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 like um I have to put it in my calendar now on my phone exactly um to to remind me that two weeks before we also you, know, you don't you don't get reminded you don't get reminded at all it's 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 the normal thing your fishing license as well I think actually exactly. you get a reminder of your fishing license now because it always used to be with your fishing licenses yeah. now it used to be season to the end of yeah. the year yeah you know now it's, but, now it's the, the, season, it? the start of the fishing season fifteenth of June until yeah the end of the uh, the end of the fishing season or the uh, the year to the day. But my current license. you can buy. You know, you can buy a license now. Yeah. I can buy a license now. It's going to last a year. Mine run out on the twenty third of May every year. So since they've been right. they've been the way they are, twenty third of May it comes up on my my uh, PC. I get I have to do a daily calendar because of of what everything that's going on. I, I, I'm getting older and my brain's getting worse. I'm um, getting older, mate. I mean, I've, I, <laughs> I, I, so I I've told you just now, I, I forget things so easy. I forget the most stupid of things. You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I do. Couple I of do. months, couple of months back, my wife rang me up and she went, um, "Have you been home today?" No. She went, "Why is the front door wide open?" Straight away, I think I'll oh, be being burgled. We've had the front door kicked in. 
and my 22 inch DVD power telly's gone. You know what I mean? So, no, we hadn't. I'd gone out, got in my car, drove off, left the front door wide open. Now, I've got good neighbours. I'm really fortunate. And I've got CCTV, and I went for the CCTV. And even the postman just put the post on the mat. But I forgot to shut the front door. And she's Mate, like, I think I think for people that know you and in the area and potentially know what you do, <laughs> they'd be breaking into your house, hopefully looking for the old stash of Wonka bars, i.e. the bug. And they'd be turning <laughs> their house upside down looking for the bug, mate. They're, they're going to leave your, your flat screen TV, your DVD player... All that they're leaving. All that they 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 want your secret stash of the bug. I'll, I'll be honest. I've had a I've had a phone call off a guy today, and he's he's going fishing, and I've known him years, and he's gone. Oh, Keith, have you got any bug fifteen mil shelf? I said, No, mate. I'm really sorry. I'm out of it. Oh, you you had this, you had that. I said, Look, I'm really sorry. I'm out. I said, But I'll tell you what I have got. He's gone. What? I said, I've got my bait here that I'm I'm going to use on my next trip. I said, So it's it's obviously had a little tweaks I do to it. Liquid food, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, said, of course. I'll let you have it. He's gone, no, you're joking. And I said, to, to me, I use SLK, S7, I use uh, Switch, but I, I'd rather he went out with this bait because if he catches his PB, he's going to be the most happiest bloke on the planet for a few minutes, for a few hours. That's a good way of thinking about it. it I get catch reports from all sorts of people from all over the place, and it, I don't look at sizes of fish anymore. It, 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 I'm not being... Big headed, yeah. I've had big fish in France, and I've, I was called a one trick pony once because I went to a certain lake. Um, I'll tell you, it's Pascal Lake, and it is a stunning venue, weedy mm. as hell. Hard, it can be really hard, but I managed to wangle a, a, an upper 60 out. And the reason I couldn't weigh it properly was because seven days prior to that, I'd had a hernia operation on my stomach. <laughs> yeah. So I drove to France, I got released on a Saturday, and I drove to France on the following Friday to fish. <laughs> Shouldn't have done it. It's madness, and then, and I couldn't. I basically, I, I I could land it and I netted it, and my wife and my mate's wife helped me get it out of the lake, out of the water. We got it on the mat. They sort of weighed it, and it was put back. The, the Rubens they picked up were only up to sixty, so I just said, look, it's a sixty. Let's just get it back in the water. The photos are awful, terrible, and I was about eight stone heavier at that point. But right. but a guy, one of the guys I went with, really good mate of mine, called me a one trick pony. So we went back in the March, the following March. We was out there and say that I think it was the May time. We went back in the following March. It was minus six. The lake was flooded. The swims were flooded, but you could actually walk out into them. And I picked the same swim. Believe it or not, the markers I used were still there. And I thought, no way. I I I don't use my I don't use distance sticks. Right? Because uh, hey, I was tight as anything. I'm I'm the tightest person you'll ever meet when it comes to angling. <laughs> I've, got, I've got bait galore but I'll take the minimum amount of bait but I'll take the most food and I'll take the most water. I'll take 10 litres of water I can't drink 10 litres of water in two days but I'll take it every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was at Pascoe Lake for the second time, it was minus six, the swims were flooded, I had no waders, I had no wellies, nothing and I was like, oh, it was, the rods had to be at the end of the swim to get on the spot and I was a one-trick pony, according to me, to me mate, and it, it was like, and it was, it weren't easy conditions, and I thought oh, this is going to be like a tough, tough week. Well, long story short, I had a fifty-five, a forty-seven, and a thirty-six. Wow! At the same swim, at the same spot, doing exactly the same thing, and I'll be honest, it was S seven dumbbell wafter over S seven pellet. Uh, they call it Goncourt Gold, which is which is what Pascal and Maxine produce. It's a maize, a maize mix. Um, I always like to support the fishery owner. If, if if they sell particle, buy their particle. They're happy you buy their particle. They know it's prepared correctly. 
bait is a little bit of a different thing. We've all got our own, like, you know, we all like our own bait. You don't want to go to a venue that's got a bait that you don't really have any confidence in. But yeah, as I say, back to Pascal, like, I went back there and uh, that was it. That was me done. I, I, I've had the opportunity a couple of times to go back there and, and a few mates have been there and they've done well. They've, they've phoned me up and gone, what would you do? And I, I've tried to help them. And mate Jamie Coder had a 50 common out and it was like immense weed and all this sort of thing. And I, I told him what I would try. Um, I'm not one of these anglers that nowadays, years ago, yeah, I'd go to a pond and I'd get on a social with the lads and it was different. It was it was it was a weekend away with mates really, and not in a pub. Uh, it was camping yeah. with fishing rods. But realistically, it got to that point. And there's been days where my mate Max, who uh, was my best mate, will tell you we've turned up at a lake on a Friday and we hadn't even got a, we, all we got out of the car or the motor is a bedchair. Oh really? We haven't got the rods out, mate. I've got there with like <laughs> I've got there with my kilo of bait. <laughs> like I do, and uh, we've got over the kilo of bait. We've got over no. an headache. We've got over a splitting headache, but loads of memories. And uh, you know, I mean, well, it's just. I mean, he, he used to drink special brew, so that gives you an idea of what we was up against. God, stone me! It's like syrup that stuff. But we're not talking about one or two cans. I mean, he, he's got into double figures before now. It goes all wonky eyed on it. I know he's had enough when his eyes cross, but. <laughs> yeah, so it, to, to me now, like you know, I look, I look at. Going to France, catching big. It, 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 the excitement for me now is seeing other people have a PB, you know, or or, or have a fish that they want. Not so much it, size to me, like they say, the women's size don't matter. But I'm not obsessed or or, or sort of how do I explain it? You could tell me there's an eighty pound fish in a lake, and as much as most people go, oh, I want to go and catch that. I'd rather go and catch a fully zipped linear or a fully scale with like. Big there, is, there is there is a hell of a lot of truth for that because I'll be honest with you, um, probably about three four years ago, that was me. Yeah, I want the biggest fish in the lake, biggest fish in the lake, and you know my my overall PB um, for for England and Europe is just under fifty four pound, and um, I caught that, and what an amazing fish that was. And then my perspective changed, maybe because I've had a fifty. You know, as a European fish, it's not a, it's not a, a, oh. a monster by any means, but I think it's a massive fish, and it is a massive fish. Um, but you know, it's like my syndicate now that I'm at. They're the fish, rightly or wrongly, I did say to myself at the beginning part of the year that I wouldn't do it. I've set myself a so- target for this season that I want three thirties this year. Yeah. Um, and on my first night on my new syndicate, I had one. Yeah. So. You know, major tick, and I'm only six weeks in to my my yeah, the start of my fishing season. So do you know what? What, what, at the happen, moment, what happened if on your first night you had three thirties? What would you do then? Well, go, then oh, then oh, then, then I would have been target. over the moon, and I would have carried on, and I and I would have thought, yep. Yeah, and do, do you know what, Keith? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're about to say. It makes no difference, no. but it's like, you know, with the lake that I'm on now, there there is some some nice. Decent fish in there, very old. Yeah, a lot of them. You know the place, you know yeah. it. But there is one fish that I do want, yeah. and I would love to have that fish. Um, I see um, a decent picture of it two days ago, and oh my god, I will send you the picture of it, Keith. <laughs> was, was, um, was Tommy holding it? Because it's rare if it is. <laughs> no, it's the Tommy weren't holding it. Actually, Tommy weren't holding it. But, um, but like, it's like setting it, setting targets in, in your angling. That to me, you know. If you set them for size, you, you, you could end up disappointing yourself. You know, at the end of the end of the season, you go, oh, I didn't catch three thirties. What did I do wrong? And, I, and getting back to the bait subject, the amount of people that go, oh, that bait shit. 
and I'm not, I'm not saying any particular bait. People go, oh, the bait shit. You can't, in car angling, I've learned over the years, well, you can't blame We, we had that conversation the other day, Keith, didn't we? Yeah. Let's be honest. It's like, okay, there's so many factors yeah. into catching a fish now. It's not all about the bait. It's not all about the rigs. It's not all about the way that the weather is. It's not all about the time of the year. It's not all about your location. It's all of them. Go back two, three years ago, there wasn't the pressure. We didn't have 100,000 people, or, or let's just say there's another X, Y, Z amount of anglers mm -hmm. on the lakes. Like you say, I mean, I know of a day ticket lake that on a Monday morning, the whole complex was sewn up. There's guys camping well, from Tuesday to Friday just to jump in the swim. And I'm thinking, what is the point? Do, do you know? Do you know what you're talking? So going back to what you said about earlier on about you giving your bait away, and then you you love the fact is that someone's done your PB. Yeah. So from from November last year up until the end of January this year, I probably went fishing. I done I done three three lake exclusives two three days. So I done yeah. three times three day lake exclusives on a certain complex down in Kent. Yeah. Um, which is this complex. Now you're talking about, we're going to touch how busy things are as well. So this one, it's always been the same, this one, but it's even worse now, I feel, where you've got a queue up on the gate on the 2nd of January. They changed um, that. They changed that this year, though, didn't they? It's changed it this year. It's, it's by phone. It's scratched but, it. It's by phone. So yeah. that, you know, we, we know the complex we're talking about. So yeah. that one there... Um, I went there last week and I was there for two two nights, three days on a lake, got a lake exclusive only because the owner, I was giving him so much jip and he had a cancellation. Yeah. And because I'm phoning him and messaging him near on every day because I was one, I was one of those people that was sitting on my phone. I had actually three phones. Yeah. There's in my little group, so to speak, in the carp geezer group, there's about another six people. Yeah. Every single one of them was phoning as well. Yeah. I made nearly 400 phone calls and never got through. No, there's people made thousands, over 1,000 calls. It was on there, was, there was one guy, apparently, he had a computer system, and his computer yeah. system made 8,000 calls, and he got through. But the thing is, go, back, well, go back 10 years ago, you could have you got on there any day of the week, any weekend, no problem at all. Because oh, the stamp yeah, of fish I know, I remember, because I did go down there. I did go down there, I, mean, I, remember I didn't when fancy that, it. I remember well when that place opened. I really do remember it. I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm fortunate that I live in an area that I seem to have more waters with fishing than I do land at some times. It, it amazes me how many lakes around me and venues around me have got some. There's a massive amount. There's a massive amount in there. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that complex there... I mean, you're, you're saying about um, commercial complexes. I mean, that place is, is like that now. And, you know, it's got an obscene amount of fish in it um, in, in all the lakes. Um, I, I will say... For the, over, for the size of them. Over the years, the commercial venues... that, that and, and Let's face it, they, everybody, everybody that fishes wants somewhere to fish, but it's getting harder and harder. I think it will get even harder because... Through this pandemic, these, this amount of people that have taken up angling, and I've seen a lot of new people come on to me. You know, they, they see it all on, on Facebook, Instagram, that this, you know, that there's a big hit on DNA at Grenville, there's a big hit of so and so. I mean, a club ball, guy Jamie Akers, he's had 10 fish this weekend. One of them is a fish that I absolutely really, really do want in my album. It's nothing big, it's an old warrior, dark. It looks very, very similar to a fish that was known as the roof tile out of Mason's. Um, little story there. Me and my son were at a show. It was something like Five Lakes. And we'd gone up to a particular stand and there's a picture of a fish in water. 
And my boy's looking at it, and he went, I've had that. The bloke standing next to him went, what? He went, I've had that. And he looked at my son, he went, my, my boy looks about 12. He's 32, but he looks about 12. <laughs> <laughs> so he's standing, and he looked at the bloke, he went, I've had it, mate. The bloke went, shut up, mate. He says, he doesn't even know what fish it is. He says, it's the roof tile in Mason's. And a very well-known angler went, you're dead right, mate. How do you know that? He went, I've just told him, I've had it. So the, the well-known angler went, yeah, all right, mate. He went, I'll tell you what, mate, if I can prove that I've had that fish, can I have, can I have a couple of what you're selling on your stand? The bloke went, if you can prove to me you've had that fish, mate, he went, I'll probably strip off naked. He went, get your clothes off. There's the photos. And the bloke went, oh, my God. He went, you have had it, and He went, yeah. And it was like, and it's that fish, it's, it, it's dead now, unfortunately, so nobody can have it. But it's one of them fish that he had, and I said to him, one day I will get you a, a pencil drawing of it done. So if he listens to this, he knows he's got one coming now because I found someone that, that can do really good pencil drawings. Well, well, like, well um, like, like the conversation, this is your boy, is it? My son, yeah. I mean, he started out yeah. like a lot of us. He'd he come fishing with me. Uh, we used to fish a lake down in Gravesend or Higham called Neuralites. Again, it's another lake that um, holds a lot of memories. Lee Jackson's, there's a few photos in Lee Jackson's book of the places it goes. Um, it's, it's one of them places that, it was it was hell on earth to be honest. It really wasn't. Health and safety just went out the window, mate. It was dangerous, but it held some <laughs> decent fish. I think it held the Kent mm. record caught by Jerry Savage at one point. That's something I heard. It was poached to hell because it was on a railway line and you could get access to it. Um, it's it's closed now, but he came with me and his first ever fish he ever caught was a roach, then perch, then he caught a tench, mm. and I think he was probably. Mm early teens before he caught an actual carp but he his attitude to angling his, his, his dedication to what he does is unbelievable I, I would love to have his commitment to what he does he's got a DDAP Sutton 2 Devon Road ticket now that place is days only he will get up right. at stupid o'clock in the morning get to the car park with the others he'll fish a couple of hours before work he then go to work and then goes home from work Fishes for another few hours and then goes home with his wife or his girlfriend and his kids. But he'd do that two or three times a week. Because wow. he wants he, he is after one particular fish. He won't tell me which one. Anyway, typically he says to me, Dad, what would you do? I'm really struggling. I'm using XYZ and it weren't a DNA bait I hasn't had. What would you do? <laughs> uh, the old question, what would you do? Well, if I couldn't find a fish, I'd go home. But what I would do, son, is try switch. Time of year, it's a little bit cold. Try switch, because in my opinion, switch as a bait is probably one of the best cold water baits. That like. The leak off from it is phenomenal in cold water. So anyway, off he goes, switching a few other ideas. Phone goes about eight o'clock one morning. Guess what? I went, oh, don't tell you you've had it. He went, no, I'd be target fish. He said, but I've had a fish. And that's his first fish out there. I went, would you have it on? He went, shut up. <laughs> what do you mean, you son? Switch. He went, I've had it on switch. <laughs> Dumbbell wafter, like yeah. you told me. Told you, son. Told you. Listen to your old man. He knows. But yeah, he started, <laughs> unlike a lot of people today, it's in them days, he had my old Delkins when he started car angling, but he had my old whip and he had my old float rod and he he done what I classed yeah. an apprenticeship. And a lot of people say this, it's so easy now to go on YouTube, to go online, uh, click, click, yeah. click. Now, and I've had this conversation with a French fishery owner. On a Saturday morning, that French fishery owner has a gate and it opens up and he drives a transit van or Volkswagen transporter with half a dozen blokes in it. Now they've paid their money, they've made their booking. You do not know them from Adam. And as a fishery no. owner, if I owned a fishery in France, there's two things I would do. A, I would sell bait, particle and boilies. I'd say, look, unless you're using that, you ain't using anything. You ain't bringing your own bait here. Because I know what's in the yep. bait I sell. 
Secondly, I would turn around to people and try and find out their angling ability because them six guys, no disrespect to anybody, they may never have handled a large fish. Now, I'm talking mm-hmm. a large fish to me and you is big, is 60, 70, 80 pounds. To them, it might be a 20, yeah. mate. They might never had a 20 in their life. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. And it took, it would put the fear of God into me, and I could never own a lake in France because I, I I've, be... I've seen it. I've seen it myself. Oh. I've I've seen I've seen a um, particular person myself that literally his biggest fish was twenty three pound, and yeah. then he had a and then he had a fifty. Oh mate, he, sh- he shits himself. I've, I've fished a lake. He shits in... himself, and his angling ability of the way he caught it and everything else was no different to anyone else yeah. fishing. Um, you know, everything was presented. He understood it properly, blah blah blah. But then he actually had the fish. It was like, oh my god! So normally, nine times out of ten, or you know, even probably, you know, less of a factor, you get people that have had like a twenty-five. Oh, I caught a thirty one the other day. Oh, well, guess what? I've had a thirty-five, and they creep up. Yeah. You know, it sounds silly, but that's what happens. Oh yeah, I've had my first forty, forty-one pound. Not like jumping from twenty-three and a half pound to fifty. It's you know just... what I mean? It's just like doubling your PB. I mean, lucky enough for him, he did it and. You know, hats off, and he worked hard, and I've got a thing. Stuff like I've that. got a thing at the moment, right? I, I do some stuff. I say I do some things that other people go, "Why would you do that?" Right? On the in my swim, I have my rods, obviously, and a landing net, and everything else is is away. People say, "Where's your unhooking mat?" It's under my bed chair. What is the point of having an unhooking mat sitting out there, getting soaking wet in the rain? And if you blank, you have got to pack it away, and it's soaking wet. You only need an unhooking mat. When you land in you, you land a you net a fit, you have a fish, you net it, you put the net safely so that it can't swim away, and it gives it a little bit of rest, and you leave that fish in the water to give get as I say, get its breath back, give it a little bit of the fight's yep. over, you know. Yep. You then get yep. your unhooking mat out, you wet it, you sort yourself out, you get the fish out, you take your photos, you get your fish back. What you're not doing is getting the fish out, sticking it on an unhooking mat, going to get your camera, fanning about, ringing your mate, answering going yep. on Instagram, oh I've had one. Then taking your photo. Yep. That put to me. I learned that from a, from somebody who went, why have you got all this crap in your swim? Buckets and bottles and um, unhooking mat, weighing tripod, wasting, retaining. He went, what's all this old garbage? He went, where you got all that? <laughs> and he basically said, get rid of all that shit. At least you've got somewhere to move about. He said, that fish darts left. You, what are you going to do? Tread over that, move that tripod, get over that unhooking yeah, mat. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Very he, went, true. he said to me, he said, uh, he said, you know, it's all on show. And the other thing was, Years ago, I fished some park lakes. The last thing I, I used to stay awake with a baseball bat just in case because it was dangerous. <laughs> the last thing I do is have unhooking mats and pods and uh, 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 it's, 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 it's true, mate. It is very true. And the thing is, I do see it. Um, you know, each to their own, and they all get their gear all ready and stuff. But me personally, I've got a superstition. It's like, you know, I won't get my net wet until I've had a fish. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. I've got a weighing tripod, but it stays in the van. I only ever take it you to know. France, mate. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I only, I only take it to France because it's, it's, it's something that I do yeah. remember to put in the motor. And I probably yeah, I think know. it's something else. I probably open up and think, why don't I bring that again? I mean, I, I'm the world. I've got, a, as you know, mate, I've got a 1995 Master Bongo, which is, people laugh <laughs> at it and take the piss, mate. Proper but, motor. Oh, yeah, mate. Proper, the proper motor. If, proper I had a, if I had a seventy thousand pound Volkswagen Carolina or whatever they're called, California, got full lever in it with all that, I wouldn't want to put no. my dirty, smelly, no, no, shitty no, fishing no, gear no. in it at any time. I've, mate, I've got a Transit Custom long wheelbase. 
In my bongo seats, my bongo seats, eight people. It took, it took my wife on her, her, her end who was in Blackpool. They was going to go by train, and one of the girls said, "I drive." It took them all up to Blackpool and all this stuff. They had a lovely yeah. time, and it, it doubles up as a camper. I've got a kitchen that goes in the back, the roof goes up, and you can sleep above it. It's perfect. <laughs> but I look at it and I think, yeah, if I had a 30, 40 grand Volkswagen sitting on my drive. Would I really throw dirty, rotten no, barrels in it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't. It's like a transit I've got. It's the best motor I've ever brought. I mean, I've had to buy carpets um, for it, mats for it, because the amount of sponsor and shit that's fell over and oh, yeah, spilled yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you, want, you might want to sell them. could ring them out. Probably get a couple of kilos. God, of if, that, if it was the bug, mate, I'd be able to sell it for double the money at the moment. It's, yeah, you would do. You the, would do, wouldn't you? I mean, you the demands, the I've, so. I've never known. When the Switch was released, I remember going back to that, and I know we're talking about bait again, but it's, it's an important part of my life now. I mean, I... I dedicate virtually all my spare time to, to helping anglers get bait. Um, DNA are now on a 10 to 12 day delivery. It's purely a demand. It's not something they want. They, they'd love to be able to supply everything straight away. Um, and I'm, I'm the, the guy in Kent that says, yeah, I got that, mate. And it saves people waiting. Um, and I look at it and I think like, I've never known a bait being in such demand, but then I've never seen so bait I, I was going to ask you that. So on the basis of the bug, the yeah. way it was launched. Obviously, without a shadow of a doubt, it's quite clean to see, clear to see that the hype has been done up. And do you know what? Fair play to DNA and obviously yourself in regards to um, the hype that's been created by it. Um, I haven't actually seen the bait. I haven't had it in my hand. So I don't know. Um what it's like. I mean, the first time that I've ever held DNA bait in my hand and actually smelt it was a week and a half ago. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, and I spoke to you about this. And yeah. it, it, it was S7, I found out. Because yeah. I said to you, I don't even know what it was. You know, it's a guy that goes, I go fishing with Neil. He was trying to be funny or molding. And, you know, he's had a couple of glasses of wine and he goes in this piss taking mood. Yeah. You know, and then. You know, I thought, I'll have you in a minute. And then he's, he's reeled his rods in. And that venue that we've just been talking about down towards that part of the world, that big venue, got a queue up at the gate. Yeah. There's a calf on site. So he walked past me and went to the calf to go and get his burger and chips because yeah. he needed something to soak up the wine. And the thing is about this fella is he is absolutely shit scared of rats <laughs> and mice. Right? So... I knew he was going to be Larry on this weekend. So a week before, and I went on eBay and I brought three fake rats, <laughs> um, little rubber ones. And as he walked past me, this is my opportunity. I walked round to his bivvy and I hid these rats in his bivvy. Um, and one of them, I thought, well, I'm going to get an handful of his boilies or a couple of boilies, scrunch them up, put them on his bed in his in his sleeping bag, and put the rat underneath it. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got the bait in my hand. And when I scrunched it up, I thought. <laughs> Cool. Dear, oh, what did it what smell of? And what I smelled it, it and I thought, oh man, that smells nice. That does. That smells what, nice. What did it smell of to you? What could you um, smell? I thought it smelled quite sweet, but with a hint of some sort of fish meal. But then again, that's me. Well, S7's got um, two, two fish meals in it, and the, and the aroma is peach and orange. The actual flavour in it goes in it. So, is peach do you know and what, mate? I'm really happy that I said that. So, I was right. So, it did smell sweet to me, but there was there was a hint of fish meal in it. And do you know, I, I, I did like the smell of it. I'm not going to lie. I the did pro- like the, smell the problem of it. I have um, is, I haven't had a sense of smell since I was about 20 years old. Oh, really? So, people say to me, what does it smell like? And I have to take other people's 
word for it. You have to take. Well, then get, so if you're just saying, so you know the ingredients. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me what they are. The ingredients are on the bag. I was if, right. If you ever want to know, mate, what's in a DNA bait, look on the bag. It's the ingredients are stated as long along. Oh, with, well, there you go then. There along go. with the if, process. If you t- I, I keep on yeah. trying to say to Darren every now and then. You know, what's in that? And then he look at me and smile. He goes, you keep on trying to get me to trip up, but I'm not going to tell you. Going back to I'm not this new legislation, you. this EU stuff that's come in, the labelling, you have to put what's in, not the quantities. You don't well, put, oh, like 6% of this and 3%. You have to put that there is, let's say, for instance, poultry meal, uh, that there's insect larvae. I mean, the, the basis of the bug is black soldier fly larvae, which was banned for commercial use up until 2017 which obviously delayed the, the launch of the bug the thing with dna is jason who, who, who is the as i see it the main man at dna um he doesn't do anything like i oh, just do that it's it's always like massive amount of planning and investigation i mean as i said british aquafeeds the dna are together british aquafeeds got a microbiologist they've got their own hydrolyzing plant it's 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 unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, really? but, but Jason, Callum, Steve Carey are all involved and, and other people get involved. As, as The thing was, when the bug was originally released, it's nothing like it was today. The, the, the actual right. final, here you go, here's the, the product that's going to market. I remember getting my first bag of it and looking at it thinking, all right, okay. And I can't smell it. I don't know what it smells of. I don't taste it. It's not fit for human consumption. I ain't, I ain't doing that. So I, I, I see people eat bait, and I think, well, why are you doing it? It's it, all right. One boil is okay, but when you see them stuffing handfuls, I think leave it out, mate. It ain't the right thing to do. <laughs> you know, it's like eating. You can eat dog food, but you wouldn't do it. But yeah, no. the, the first lot of bugger, and I had I had various products that did certain things. Um, one of the products basically went like jam. And I was like, oh, don't, don't do that. It's supposed to be liquid, but it got it solidified. It got like jam. I thought it was brilliant. brilliant. I thought it was absolutely amazing, mate. I thought, oh, like, I've got this new, I can do this with it and that with it. But it's not what, we're, and this is why when DNA launched the bug, it had to be, and this is Jason, it had to be exactly right. It wasn't a case right. of, you know, if they hadn't have had certain items that they hadn't you know, finished production, he, he just wouldn't release it. And, he, and he, the demand, even then, eight months ago, nine months ago, mate, it was off, I was getting phone calls and I still. To this day, I can go back on the messages. I could get probably 20, 30 messages a day. When's the bug out? When's the bug coming out? When can you get the bug? I've oh, had, believe it, mate. I've had people offer me stupid amounts for it before it's released. And I said to people, until the day release, I don't care who you are, what you offer me. I know you won't tell a living soul, but I'm not doing it. And I swear to God, I didn't let anybody get their hands on that bait before April 16th when it was released. Because that was what I was instructed to do. That I mean, I didn't know the release date. Everybody was told on the same date. I didn't have any inside information. We was all told this is when it's coming out on the Monday. Now, what you've got to bear in mind is my order went in a month before the bait was released. I had to order, and I ordered blind. DNA didn't tell me that. I just took it on an absolute best guess based on my knowledge of what people ask me to, to get them for their collated orders. <sighs> Got that wrong. You <laughs> <I was laughs> did, yeah. You did say that, didn't you? you was, I mean, I do I do like the pictures, and the thing is, like, one, right, okay, so the last lockdown that we was in, oh, um, none of us could go fishing, no. and I was like a crackhead on the media, watching YouTube and on Instagram and stuff like that, and... Um, 
are some of your pictures that you were putting up of like pictures of uh, X, Y, Z, and there's no bait and blah 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 from it, where you took the pictures from and and I was just like, oh my god, well, I'm went, not surprised. I'm not surprised. It's just you know I thought that was going to be that way um, with a lot of cases with a lot of other bait companies as well. It went um, from it went from lockdown was on. I I, I didn't. I carry stock, but it's if you like, it's my stock. It's my choice to do that. Um, I, I, yeah. I've never been told um, that I, I, you know, I, I don't get told. Oh, you've got to do this. I just do what I, I did, and I, I keep stock yeah. because yeah. I was I collate yeah. the orders, and I always get someone go, oh, you ain't got a spare pair of pop ups, and you ain't got some liquid of you. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. And it was coming from my bait. Like I've just done with this yeah. guy this week. He, he wants to go angling. I haven't got the bait he wants. But I've got it in my own, my own personal stuff, and I've, I've, I've been honest with you. I've sent him a picture of the bucket, and I've tweaked the life out of it because that's what I do. <laughs> now he's, yeah. he's more than happy, that, and if he does have his PB on it, I will be over the moon. But that lockdown, I sat there and I said to my wife, "You do realise that if this lockdown goes on for a long time, that lot's got to go to the lake." Because the thing is, with DNA, it's not—they're not a company that produce a bait and sit on it. They don't. A lot of it is rolled pretty much fresh. It's not been yeah. sitting there for six, eight, twelve months, mate. It's not like that. It's produced to order virtually, but not to order, if you see what I mean. There is some stock available, and etc., etc. But I was sitting there thinking, oh, and, and bless him, Jay Cater, Ridge Monkey, hates my picture of my shelves. He, he goes <laughs> mental. Every time he sees it, he goes, they're picking shelves again. You know, he's seen them more times than I have, probably, but... It's to emphasise the point. That what you what you should tell him and just give a little confidence on the quiet. I mean, he may even listen to this podcast. Hopefully, he does. You know what you say. He's like Jay. Really, what it was was I took loads of pictures from different angles of when I built my shelves. Well, so it's not quite true. Jay, it's just a originally, illusion. Jay was one of the people that really helped me with DNA. I used to get it because in the early days I was buying it through Jay. I was Jay was obviously Jay's been associated with DNA for years, and and I was at one point I was driving over to Essex. Um, after I've had my vaccinations and all that, to go over that side of the water because I don't venture over there too often. Um, <laughs> Not much. <laughs> but no, I was going over to see Jay and, and I was picking up bait off him because he was he was doing what I was doing. But when he obviously became more involved with Ridge Monkey, he kindly said to me, "Look, look, mate, I'll be honest. I haven't got the, I haven't got the time for this, and, and, and I can't do it to the level you're doing it at, and do it the way you do it." And he offered me, did I want to look after Essex? And I was like, well, yeah, if people in Essex want it, I, I can do something for them. I can arrange to, to meet them and drop their orders off to them, et cetera, et cetera, once, or, you know, once a month, twice a month at a push. Um, because DNA are an online retailer. They are, I think they are the biggest online retailer of bait. Um, and that lockdown, it, it, mate, it was... Boris stood up on that Sunday, I'll never forget it. The blonde bombshell stood up and said, "You basically, you turn around and the entire fishing population said, you don't go fishing Wednesday, lads. My phone, yeah. my wife looked at me yeah. and she went, is your phone ringing? I went, no, that's messages. She went, it sounds like it's ringing. It was just one after yeah. the other. The, the problem was tackle shops, unfortunately, were shut. So you couldn't yeah. go to your local tackle shop. And, and I've always said, all the time I'm doing what I do, if DNA decide they're going to put it into a tackle shop in Kent, I'll stop tomorrow, mate. I will not see tackle shops suffer when I, this is why I don't sell all baits. Why I don't do every bait on the market. I'm not. I'm not a tackle shop. I, I, I do what I do because there, there there isn't a lot of tackle shops. Or, or, or well, okay, I haven't seen any tackle shops that actually do DNA because it's it's quite funny. I was I was looking. I was in a, a tackle shop down near Gatwick Airport um, last week, 
Yeah. And I, I went in there to go and get a few bits because I was, I was fishing the other day. Um, and I did go and have a look down the bait hole to see what was down there. There, yeah. there was no DNA down there whatsoever. There is a there is a distri- there is a stockish thing. It's a, a Lakeview Fisheries in Crawley at the nearest I can put. I know Lakeview very well. Yeah. There's a lot a lot of DNA is in fisheries kilo bags. You get the odd five kilo. Um, a guy I know who's just recently moved up to Lincoln. Um, he's got a fishery caravan site. He's known me a few years. Um, he used to own a bait company, which says a lot to me. He asked me, could I have a word with it? And I said, look, I'll, I'll just speak to Jason and I know you're going to be sensible with it. You're not going to be going out there, you know, giving it away and you're not, you're going to do it justice. And, and he took it in. He's got a, a profile in there and he's selling it. And, it. and to me, it's basically your paint to feed these fish. You know. Exactly. It's like, and I look back at it and it's getting back to the lockdown situation. I had people from all over the place ringing me, texting me, trying to get their hands on some bait. And it got to the point where people were buying, literally buying, part bags. Where I've got a bag that I've opened for someone to have a look at, smell, touch, taste. You um, serious? I, I'm talking. I had a bag of pellet, which my, I'll, I'll be honest, I got cats. I got four cats, and one of them is an absolute <laughs> bastard of an animal. It, one of them's had a shit in it. Oh, no, it was no, no, it wasn't that bad. It, it, <laughs> I, I found out the quality of the of, of the pellets by the amount my cat used to eat. I thought, what? I thought <laughs> really? I had a mouse or a rat. And I'm thinking, what? I'm looking at it thinking, I know I've got, a in it. I've got a rodent. I've got uh, my, my, my story's held in such a way that I've got rodent protection in every form that you can think of. Traps and baited stuff. And I thought, what's eating this? And I found out it's this poxy little ginger cat that I've got. Well, <laughs> your missus. My... <laughs> oh, mate, don't. So you think you've got a rat in your house eating your pellet? Well, it ends up it's your cat. Is that she, good? She's come up me. She's, oh got, she's got a little she's got a little ginger one. It's called Nala. We inherited it. We rescued it. It was, it was a bag of bones. We got it. She's got, <laughs> she's got a Nala and I've put some weight on. I said, is it? She went, yeah, but it don't seem to be eating. <laughs> So I found this bag half eaten, like it's, it's had its face in me back, and I've gone, well, hey, 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 What pellet was it? Well, it started off on maxi crayfish, right? <laughs> but, but I moved it, I moved it up the upper shelf, because so, it can't, it's stupid, another stupid animal can't climb, right? My cats are all, <laughs> all small, they're all miniatures, I've got a miniature Russian blue, and it's a miniature ginger thing, oh, but it can't climb, God. right? So I thought, right, I moved the bait up. Well, when the bug come in, a bag, I opened the bag up for somebody to have a look at, I goes up there, it's got his face in the bag eating it. <laughs> now, I keep my bait, I keep all my gear and all my bait indoors, like my, my own personal stuff, indoors, and I've got a bucket just solely for pellet. So the other yeah. night, I can hear all this noise, I thought, oh, I ain't got a mouse in the house, or a rat or something. Goes up there, there it is, face deep in a bag, of, a bucket of pellet. <laughs> it's a right. What's your cat's name? It's, it, the little ginger one's called Nala. Um, Nala. So we, we we got married in Cyprus in uh, August she killed me as she is this August a couple of years ago it'd be two years in August um, and when we come back it was like do you want another cat and I was like not really she went oh I want another cat yeah alright we'll have it because it, you know, it's like me I'll turn up like today she said to me is that new fishing gear I said no I've had it ages <laughs> <laughs> I think every bloke on the planet that buys fishing gear goes we all do the same yeah 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 we go yeah. in the tackle box they go do you want the receipt I go no mate I want to stay married for my, 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 my one is um, oh, I won it in the competition boat oh, their raffles are brilliant oh, I won it in a raffle on Facebook what one was yeah, it yeah. oh they shut down there sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one but she, on how funny yeah. is that about your cat I'm never going to forget that it's tickled me as I might have to put that in the, in the bio to now, this podcast I'm with, not going to say the famous cat I'm not going to name the bait firm right but someone turned up and said, look, if any chance you can swap this bait for yours? I went, well, not really. I said, but I'll be honest with you. 
if you want to, and it ain't a lot of bait, I'll swap it when there were some pop-ups. Now, the little ginger cat loves playing with pop-ups, runs around with them in the shed all the time. So I thought I'd give it a try. Wouldn't even touch it. Wouldn't go near it. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's got some sort of repellent in it, but wouldn't go near the pop-up. <laughs> so I thought, no, it can't be. So I froze a pop-up, a DNA pop-up on the floor, and the thing went mental. Puts the other one back on the floor. <laughs> we'll go near it. And I think you know, nah, can't be. And to this day, I, I, won't, I won't name them, but at the end of the day, my cat is a good indication of something. Well, uh, oh, you're gonna you're gonna do yourself up there because you're gonna have people coming to your door. Can I buy some DNA? By the way, is your cat busy at the minute? Can Where's I your just, cat? Um, you know, can I, can there, I just talk to your cat for a minute and Hello? offer some bait to your cat, and then in the hope that the cat would give the the paw up to say it's all good. Oh, don't! It's as stupid as hey, anything, mate. So... It's the most stupid animal you've ever seen. She hates me calling it stupid, but it's worse than a dog. It sits on the windowsill waiting for me to get home and work looks out the window. If I'm late, it goes out the back door, sits by the back gate, but well, the back gate opens inwards. So I smash it in the face most nights. He still does it every night. No, it's, it's just... But no, it's just one of the things. It's just one of the, the fun of, of, of being involved in carp angling. You know, I, mean, I get asked some, some stupid questions as well. And I'm not saying carp anglers are stupid, but I'd like some of them to have a little think about things. You know what I mean? It's... People in general, mate, unfortunately, are... Um... Are stupid. Glug. So it don't necessarily glug. mean it's all carp anglers, but they are. I'm sorry, they are. Um, define define the word glug. What is glug? Because DNA don't sell anything, and no bait companies I can find sell a bait called glug. It's an action or it's a sound. And everybody knows me about this because I get it. Hello, mate. Can I have some bait? Have you got any glug? And I'm like, oh, here we go. I've got one, one or two messages that must go on for about 25 messages between us. To all the five kilo of bait and a bottle of sponsor. What sizes do you do? Really? What sizes do you do? Do you want shelf or frozen? Do you do ten mils? No, we do eights, twelves, fifteens. You don't do ten mils though. No. There is a there is a famous post on a forum um, that about if you ever speak to anybody that knows me, just say to them, spicy chicken in yellow, and they will wet themselves if they know me. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, I get a phone call from a guy. This is back in the forum days. Um, and I was selling my own bait. Get a phone call. Hello, mate. I remember the call well. Hello, mate. You, know, you sell bait, didn't you? I said, yeah. What's it called? Blue Oyster. No, it's called Red Oyster, mate. All right. Do you do it in yellow? No, Blue Oyster. What's he been watching yeah. so much Place Academy? So he goes, I go, he go, does it come in yellow? No, mate. What is it then? Well, it's a fish meal-based bait with 23 different ingredients. It's done really, really well. What sizes is it coming? comes in 10s, 15s, and 18s. Do you do 8s? No. Could you? No. Why not? Because I haven't got an 8mm rolling table and I'm not standing there forever rolling 8s. Right. What size bags does it come in? comes in 5 kilos, mate. It's a minimum order. 5 kilos. The bloke says, oh, right. Do you do mix sizes? Well, yeah, you buy 5 of uh, five of 10s, 5 of 15s, or 5 of 18s and put them all together. And you're, no, no. Do you do a 5 kilo bag of mixed? No, mate. I don't do that. All right. Do you do spicy chicken? <laughs> I go, what? It's got spicy chicken. In yellow? No, I don't do it in yellow, spicy chicken. <laughs> that bloke with a tash he reckons he uses that by that other firm that, that big bait firm you know what they're called so I'm sitting there thinking <laughs> is this one of them bastards yeah. off the forum is this the, just people just why, I, I, listen so since I've been involved with Darren and UK Baits I'm, I'm, I'm obviously on the social media platform like Instagram and the Facebook page and some of the messages that I see come through and I think oh my god 
Are you for real in a way that some of these guys... I mean, listen, a lot of these guys are like what you touched on. Oh, can I can I be sponsored? You know, can I oh, be a bait tester? Don't, don't. I've got email. I've you got know. a file for that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm reading all of these. I'm reading all of these. And there's, there's one... I mean, Darren's going to be listening to this and uh, hopefully he's going to see the funny side of it. I'm sure he will. So there was one post in particular that popped up and it was like, I'd like to be on a team... You know, I've been fishing for X, Y, Z. I think it went along the way. You know, my PB is only like 24 pound or something. But, you know, the highlight of my fishing career at the moment is getting my girlfriend involved. And she's been fishing. And, you know, I really want to become a member of the team and use the bait. And you think, yeah, all right, all right. And then he's attached two pictures. <laughs> what, of his girlfriend? Um, right. One of them with him and his girlfriend in it. And it's got that filter on it where you've got the little black nose and the little mouse ears on both of them. And and I just think, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, you should have should have used the rabbit ears, shouldn't he? Not the uh, black ears. I mean, I've, I mean I've yeah, listen, if this person's listening, I'm not having a dig. I just weren't expecting it. And I was just thinking, uh, I had okay, an email. Right. Hello, mate. Uh, can I be a field tester? I said, I'm really sorry, mate. We don't test fields. We've got none that need testing. He said, what? I said, you want to test the field? I said, oh, we don't have fields. So he sent back the email saying, are you taking the piss? I mean, you started it. <laughs> so he goes back, you know what I mean? I said, yeah, I know what you mean, mate. I, I, no, I don't, mate, don't. When I, when I get people asking me silly questions, it's either think, one or two things is going to happen. They're just going to say, look, mate, I ain't got the time for it. It's a no. Or I'll just start winding them up. Well, that particular person, along. that particular person now buys bait off me on a regular basis. He's, he's a decent bloke and he saw the funny side of it. But as he said, if you don't try, you don't know. And as I said to him, no, no, really exactly. sorry, but but you know, all I do is I get boxes in and I give boxes to people. That's all I really do with it. At the end of the day, it's it's not DNA is not my company. It's not owned by me. And, and I'll be honest, I can imagine they they get hundreds and hundreds of DNA and, and, and oh, other bait firms, thousands, mate, and, and thousands. tackle firms. You know, tackle companies. And and I've said to you before about tackle. I mean, I must get probably six or seven emails a week, one a day, let's say from people that are now going into the end tackle market. And I look at it and I think, why? Why are you even trying? You know what I mean? It's, you know, you're never going to make, unless you hit it big time and you do something totally different in the industry, you're never going to be anything massive in it. It's just going to be a consumption of your time for very little return. And I, I, I've, yeah. I've probably got, in a box under my desk, probably, oh, I wouldn't like to think how many hooks, beads, swivels, anti-tangle sleeves that range from about two inches to about two foot. It looked like tubing. He went, no, they're anti-tangle sleeves. Really? Um, I've got tubing. I could probably tube from here to the moon and back. <laughs> it's just because people said it to me, oh, do you want to sell this for me? And I'm like, no disrespect. But, but it's, it's, it's like what we said earlier on though, mate, and nine times out of ten, it's probably coming from the same area of the world. Without a doubt. But, you know, it's, 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 it's all that sort of thing, you know, from some of the big names that are out there, I've seen more in regards to one certain big, big name um, that the hooks have snapped more often than not, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but every, but product, I mean, every like, product has a fault at some point. You can't expect well, Of course it does. It's, all, it's man-made. It's remember, man-made, so it's going to be a problem. I remember when Tom Wright first brought out ATTs, and that was my mate, mate. You either loved them or ate them. And I used to get people ring me up, because I, I had an association with Tom, and he's been a good friend for years, and 
we've had some proper laughs together. We've we've done some stupid things like we always do. But oh, who are we talking about now? Which Tom? Tom Mr. Wright. Wright. Yeah, Tom Wright. Right. There's only one Tom in my life. But he um, <laughs> he brought out the ATTs and and, and, and people are like, "You're joking, are you?" And I was like, "No, they got no speaker. Well, no, the speakers in the receiver. Well, what do I want that for?" And it's it, love them or hate them. But people used to ring me up and go, "You know the guys from ATT?" They go, "Yeah, I know Tom and I know Darren and etc." My ATT's packed up. Right, bring it to me. Let me have a look. You would not believe how many times I've took the back off, put a new battery in, and gone, it works. Oh, did you have to change? Oh the yeah, believe it. Yeah. Did you have to change a battery? I went. Since when are they fucking solar powered? Yeah. And, you know, and one guy he rang but, me up. Well, I'll go back to my other statement. People are thick. Yeah, but the, you know, some people generally don't. Honestly, just don't know. But but then you get the other side of it where people are. I mean, I had one guy ring me up and he went, "Mate, I got. I, I know you deal with ATT." I said, "Yeah, I know Tom." Blah blah. He said, uh, there's something wrong with his alarms. Can I bring them to you? I said, yeah, bring them around to me, mate. I'll pop over to Essex a bit and see Tom. If there's a problem, I'll get them sorted out. He said, look. I said, what's the problem? They don't make a noise. I said, where's your receiver? He went, the what? I went, receiver. He went, what receiver? Well, you've got to be joking me, you I said, has someone sent you? <laughs> he went, no, mate. He said, I bought these off a bloke. And then he said, I can't get them to make a noise. I went, <laughs> wait there. So shot upstairs, grabbed the receiver, come down, put it in my pocket. I've programmed these alarms, all right? Come downstairs. I've gone, try it now. He's gone, where's that noise come from? I went, that's magic. It's absolute magic. I said, you should have asked him. Did you see that guy that was nonstop for 24 hours getting takes and grabbing his rod and having nothing on? He must have the same receiver as what you had. Well, no, I sent him away because he thought them alarms never made a noise. Right? It was an horrible thing to do, but I was, in them days, I didn't give a shit. Off he's gone. He's rung me up for late. Mate, these alarms gone duff again. I can't get him to make a noise. Come bring them back, mate. I said, I sort them out. When he turned up, I said, you want to buy a receiver? He went, I didn't know I had that. I just sit there thinking, I'm terrible. TripAdvisor, if I'm going to go on holiday somewhere, mate, I'll spend, and my wife will tell you this, I will spend hours searching the hotels, getting TripAdvisor reviews, the lot. Because... I'm, I'm the same. I can't... It's, it's just something in my nature that I don't... It's like this thing with a bait situation with Europe. You know, I downloaded and read a 32-page document a day that the EU uh, Commission have put out, or whatever they are. And I got to the end of it, and I thought... What have I read all that old shit for? Don't make any more sense to me. I don't understand anything anymore. Any, yeah, but no, you've read it though. I'm, I'm exactly the same though, Keith. You're, you've read it, and even if it makes sense or not, or if it's confirmed something that you didn't know, or if it's confirmed something that you already knew, you know, you've read it, and I'm exactly the same. But so, but it's like we're getting back to social media. I don't know if I told you about this the other week. I, I'm not into all this getting hundreds of millions of followers and all that lot. You know what I mean? I, I want to follow you. We're stalking, isn't it? I mean, it's almost a folly. It's got a class of stalking in my life. but <laughs> So, there's a competition on a particular page. It's to do with Ken, and it's to do with carp fishing. They put a competition up to have the banner picture changed every month or so, yeah? So, the first time, yeah. there's a picture of Chanterine of a boat through a set of trees with a sunset rise, whatever. My son took it. What did you think of that, Dad? I went, yeah, I'm nicking that. So, I put that up, and it won. So, I thought, well, that's all right. Anyway... A couple of weeks ago, it's the, the competition's back on. New bat. Oh no, there was a winter one. That's the river at Chanterine. I won that one. So anyway, this time I thought, right, oh, let's just have a look. So <laughs> I, I, I laugh at this because the picture makes me laugh. So the pictures are on, and there's sunsets, and there's rod pods, and there's people with fish and with a fag and an head torch on, and all that lot. So I put this picture up of a duck. Duck looking <laughs> at the camera, proper close up to the camera. So I just laugh. I sit here like I do in my little room, laughing. So the, the nearest to it at the time, I think the winning one had 18 votes, 18 likes. And I thought, well, if that duck wins it, I will be absolutely amazed. 
and I swear to God, I didn't go on any pages so that people vote for my... I just let it run. It won it. It's now the it banner. It. It's a poxy duck looking at a camera. I didn't even take the picture. <laughs> a bloke who I work with took the picture on his boat up in Norfolk. <laughs> and I just stuck it on there. Well, <laughs> when it was put on... But it's funny things like that. It's things that give you a little bit of a chuckle. So, you know, it's... That's what keeps it all interesting and funny and enjoyable. That's, that's what I love about mm. it is the fact that you can do some stupid things and some crazy things and, and sit back and go, do you remember when I put that picture of that duck on that page? We go, oh, yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I do, I, do, I do find with today's... There's something else that I was going to ask you. I was going to say sort of like your view on, on the future of this sport and, and today's, but you've sort of like answered it without even really me answering your question. Technology, mate. I feel, I feel a lot of it is missing that. You know, it's, it does seem like, you know, so I, I met a young guy who was fishing next to me um, the other day on the syndicate. And um, I spoke to him and, and he was like, oh, it makes a change, mate, from someone actually talking to me. I went, what do you mean? Oh. He goes, look, I know I'm a young lad. I'm 18 and, and you know, I'm here. This is my first season on here, X, Y, Z. But I've, I've actually gone up to a few people and was like, hey, doing you all right? What, what do you reckon then? Would you, the fish over there or blah, blah. And he goes, I've got blanked. Oh. At one time, he he, he said uh, the guy said to me, "Oh fuck off, mate." It's not, well, yeah, to me, that 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 to me annoys me. That does, and right. he also told me a story about um, a lake that he was at previously, where there was two known thirties in there. I hope, I'll get this right. There was two known thirties in there, and he had them both out. Yeah, he got threatened. Yeah, he got threatened by three guys. Walked round so to his bib. He said, "You better not be here in the morning, mate." So wrong. I mean, I get guys turn up to me, young lads turn up to me, sort of like you know. But, They've left school, they're still at school, and they just do kilo bags. Well, I'll be honest, mate, I, I don't do kilo bags because, I'm, as I say, I'm not a stockist. The stockist does kilo bags. But the release of the bug, I've done kilo. But I'm, I'm the sort of bloke that goes, oh, bollocks, I'll just open a bag of 15s because I, I ain't going to sell the other four kilo, but I'll use it. Because I've got no problem. If I, if I haven't got a particular bait, I use anything because I've got that much confidence in it. And then I've had guys come up to me, and, well, getting back to the youngsters, I'll give them the kilo bait, I'll go, look, add that. They go away, they have a fish on it, they come back, they buy five kilos, they have five kilos off me. See, and I know that, that is 30 quid to that's some That's an people, awesome way of thinking about it. You know, to a young lad, 16, 17, who's just started work and is probably on an apprenticeship on shit money, being treated like a slave, to, to go and buy five kilo of bait, of anybody's bait, it, it, it's it's a bit of money. It's expensive yeah. now, mate. It is expensive, expensive now. I'll I, I sit there, I mean, I won't, I won't disclose all my prices, I won't stand here and spout a price this stuff, no. but I'm reasonable. No. I, you know, I... I t- I, this is going to sound probably wrong, and if you want to cut it out, feel free. But I, I'm not in it. I'm not in it to get rich, or make, I'm in it to see people. I get so much. Well, I, I can tell that, and I think everyone listening will do from the stuff that you've said already. And I get that. But oh. I mean, it's it's getting getting to the bait bit with the prices. I when I said to you that I was in Gatwick the other day at the, at the tackle shop, and I was looking at bait. There's a certain bait company. I'm not going to say their name, but they are. Okay, would you say like in, in the top five yeah. of the bait companies that you always see on TV or yeah. hear about and yeah. and one of the first ones that you see on social media, you know, for a kilo of their certain bait, and I think it was 12 mil boilies, which I must admit, I love 12 mil size boilies anyway, £12.49. Yeah, but you've got to look at that, right, from another angle, and this is what I look at. I honestly believe, yeah, I will go out of my way to buy from my local tackle shop Right, be it Mason Angling, Kent Tackle, Tackle Box. They're the three that I mainly use. Yeah, we all know the Tackle Box in Dartford ain't the cheapest tackle shop in the country by far. Right, yeah. but 
You'd always get a welcome in there, be it from somebody you don't even know. All right, mate, how you doing? Yeah, the geezer don't know you from Adam. He's probably, he's, he's probably only been there a day, right? But you do get to know people who are working there. Um, I know that I could go online and get it 50 pence a pound cheaper. But me spending my little bit of money in the tackle box, because I told you I'm tight. You know, if Hooks comes in singles, <laughs> I'd buy him one at a time. But if me spending that little bit of money in the tackle box and a bit of money in Kent Tackle and a bit of money in Mason Angling... It keeps people in a job. Now, we're going to get... Yep. You say, what's the future of carp angling? You're not going to be able to go to a tackle shop and buy a pint of maggots and a couple of floats and a thing and take your kids fishing or your grandchildren fishing. Your kids are not going to be able to do it to your grandchildren because you're going to have to buy it online because you didn't support them when they were there. You're not going to be able to go to the tackle shop and go... Oh, it, you it is a vicious circle, though, mate, isn't it? Because the thing is, the younger generation now, like we just said, haven't got a lot of money. And they're thinking, right, do you know what? It's my birthday next week. I'm getting 50 quid yep. for my birthday or £100, whatever it's going to be. And they think, do you know what? I'm going to order a big order of bait yep. uh, and I'm going to get, you know, whatever they can get. Say 10 kilo, right? Yep. But if you go if you go into a tackle shop, it's like £12 a kilo. Yeah. But if they go, they go online, online, they could get, potentially yeah. get it for £9. I appreciate all that, but what I'm saying, in, in normal circumstances, so many people over this, this pandemic and this lockdown, the, the online tackle companies have been exhausted of stock, and it's another matter. The, yep. future, yep. the future of angling, and I'm talking across the entire spectrum, if we as anglers fail to support our local tackle shops, yeah, yep. they won't be yep. there. We will lose them. But what we lose, that extra two quid, three quid, you're paying for that guy's knowledge, local knowledge. If I go to Mason Angling and go, hey, Steve, I heard so-and-so came out and said, oh, yeah, so-and-so made that. Or, oh, you heard about so-and-so. And it, 100%, yeah. That, that bit, you lose that bit of the of, of what we do. And that, to me, probably because I'm an old git now, I'm 56 next Saturday, Friday. No, no you're no. not. You're, you're so. bang on, Keith, because the thing is, it's like my local tackle shop to me, guy who owns it called Wayne. And, you know, even if I weren't buying anything, I mean, I'm lucky that he used to work with my with my wife anyway. But, I mean, the sort of guy he is, the sort of guy they are, if you've been up there a few times anyway and brought some stuff, you could go up there, what's going on? Nothing. Yeah. Go and put the kettle on, mate. Ricky, on. Ricky at Fish oh. On, he's done a thing on Sipography, like a day in the life of Ricky from Fish On in Paddock Wood. I mean, it's a massive shop. He's got probably everything you could ever want. But if he ain't there, what are you going to do? Then what happens is all no, these exactly. online companies turn around and go, right, I'll tell you what, we charge you whatever we like because you ain't getting nowhere else. And it, it Yeah, yeah, me. it'd be that start and then it'd be, it's gone. You but know, there's there's no way back and this future, is us you're dealing with and this future, is what you've got to deal with, mate. As I said earlier, the future of what we do is, I mean, you know, I, I class it as carp, we're carp anglers. I don't call myself a specimen hunter or I'm an angler and I'm a carp angler. I, I, I seek one type of fish. Um, where are we going in the future? Technology, mate. I've got a guy turns up here two, three weeks ago, spent three and a half grand on a bait boat. It's got cameras on it. It's got GPS on it. It's got this on it. It's got that on it. Great. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, right? If that floats his boat, excuse the pun, go and do it. If he's happy to do that, go and do it. And I will be honest, the bait boat, the build quality of this bait boat is unbelievable. You're talking aeronautical quality, carbon. And, it, and I'll name them. UK bait boats, mate. You know, it, it, is, it is second. I, I could not fault it in any way. It, it looked a work of art. Absolutely useless to me. I'd break it in about three minutes. A, I wouldn't even get it in the car without dropping it. <laughs> you but if that's what, he, if that's his angling, and that's how he, and I'll never ever say to anybody there's any right and wrong in what you do. You know what I mean? And, and I've been fortunate to be able to fish places like Croatia and meet Dutch anglers like Tommy Coy, Joey Smesters. You're all right. And James Harrison and the guy's called Simon Moore, but about this out. And Joey and, and 
Tommy will tell you, I got absolutely bollocks on the Sunday. I drank myself to oblivion because <laughs> I didn't want to be there, mate. It's a commercial venue. I didn't yeah. want to be. I was pugged up in a corner in section nine. And I had two Dutch guys the other side of me who, fair enough, they cast the other way. But I, you know when you, you sit there and you think, oh, I want to go home. But I'm, I'm 1,500 miles or whatever it is, 19-hour drive from yeah. home. Well, I'll be honest, yeah. me and Simo came home. We packed really? up. We packed up on the Thursday and buggered off on the Friday, and we popped into Chanterie for an overnighter, like you do. <laughs> and I lost one in the bush. Richie went out of <laughs> pitch black dark. Richie went out of a work light because he couldn't find his head torch. I was laughing, but yeah, I lost one in the bush. But that, we came back on the Sunday. We got home on the Sunday, and the wife said to me, "What are you doing back?" I said, oh, "I've had enough. I didn't like it." And now, don't get me wrong, Sumba is a fantastic lake. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't. And I'm, and it I'm, is on my it is on my list. It is on my shit list of places that I want to go to. Oh, it's, it's, so. I mean, we went out for the day. We went out shopping on the Wednesday. Do you think we could buy? If you go if you go to Croatia, take your own gravy powder. They don't sell gravy powder out there because I couldn't find it. And I spent twenty <laughs> minutes with Google Translate trying to talk to this Croatian about gravy powder. <laughs> and at the end of it, she went, "I don't think we sell it, love." She went, <laughs> why don't you think trying to talk Croatian to you? She went, I come from Watford. I don't know what you're like babbling on about that old shit for. <laughs> it's just like you got in your translation app to put gravy in. Yeah, like... I did. Did you try to find your gravy powder in Croatia, mate? I don't... That... Just... I, I, do you know what? I've got a translation app on my phone. I'm going to put gravy powder Croatia. so it sounds no, like you won't find it. We, I go, we go to Sumba and I sit there and look to the lads come. We'll have a little bit of a day out. So we go off we go. So I'm on Google looking at What's Karlovac famous for? Guns and beer. <laughs> I thought, that's a good mix, isn't it? <laughs> I'm about to walk into a bar that make, where they make guns and they sell beer. You're going to get pissed or get shot. <laughs> One of the two. So I thought, no, we won't be, be socialising with the socials. But where is, where's oh, all this man. going? Technology, mate. Technology is, is, is taking it, over the car, mate. It certainly is crazy because it's like, um, you know, I've spoken to um, a lot of companies in the last two years and uh, some of them are in tackle companies and stuff and... You know, I've been I've been asked once or twice, do you want to be a team member of an tackle company? And this is what you got to do. It's it's pretty much the same, like with everything now. You know, you got to buy, you got to buy, um, spend a certain amount of money a month. It's which a is science. Fine. It's a science. It's now, fine. The whole thing is now a science. Bait has become as bait has moved on. Bait development technology has. has moved on. You know, the the brains of some of the guys involved in bait nowadays is, is phenomenal. You wouldn't believe what these guys know about enzymes and bacteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solubility, yeah. digestibility. It's, it's, it's the same old thing, though. Again, Keith, it's, it's gone absolutely ape. It's like what I was um, with the end tackle company is what I was told was that it, yeah, you, you need to spend this amount of money and you catch a fish, send it in. But if the picture ain't great, then you ain't going up. Exactly. Okay. Well, what, what do, what do you mean? Well, you need to have a decent camera, right? Okay. Well, how much is a decent camera? Well, if you get this, it's going to cost you a grand. Who on in our day really has got a, a thousand pound to spend on a camera? But the trouble is, though, Pete, that these youngsters and no disrespect to them, they have. Who's got who's got five hundred quid to spend on a rod? I mean, my first setup probably cost me less, a lot less than that. I still caught Mate. fish. You know what I mean? I mean, I go to lakes and go, oh, do you like my, do you like my so-and-so? And I go, yeah, it's lovely, mate, but the fish don't know that. Them fish out there know one thing, that bit of thing on the end of your hook, that little thing called a boilie on the end of your hook, or a bit of plastic or whatever, exactly. is, is there. That's the bit that, to me, is one part of the jigsaw. The rest of it that comes back to gets to your rod. So long as your rod and your reel are capable of doing what you want it to do, what is the point of having 13-foot, three-and-a-half-pound rods 
and fishing a margin. It's not... It, go out no. and buy a rod that's a casting rod. It's meant for casting. It's like... You know, it's like going to buy a pair of dancing shoes and saying, well, I can't go ice skating. Well, no, I've got dancing shoes. No, 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 exactly. I've got my set of rods I brought last year, what I call my 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 top decent rods, and they are Sonic Vaders, 13 foot, three and a half pound test curve, only because... I'm fishing a lake, which you know where. You need if to I chuck need to it. Distance, yeah. I will. I need to. I need to have that power there, okay. and I use that. Okay. I've just bought this new set of reels, the brand new Sonics. I love the Sonic gear. Um, even if you speak to someone that we both know, um, you know X Y Z, but you know I love the Sonic gear. It's each to their own. Whatever you exactly. want to use, you know. I, 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 know I know someone that's gone out and spent seventeen hundred pound on four baziers. One of them is for his spot rod. I was with a guy. Three weeks ago now, who's just got back into it? He was a, he was a he had his own uh, very very successful company. He's a really good mate of mine. He was my boss. I worked for him, and he was proper into his fishing. One of the reasons I went to work for him was because I knew we'd go fishing all the time. So again, I, <laughs> there was an opportunity, and I took it. He ended up selling all his fishing gear. Now he's got back into it. I'll, I want to get some new rods. So I went, well, there's only one one thing I would say: go and have a set made. If you can afford it, go and get yourself a set made. Well, who do I go to? Steve White. He's a, he's a brilliant rod builder. There's plenty of decent rod builders out there. A bit of research, like I say, you'll find them. There's other rod builders that are equal as quality. So, no, he wants them off the shelf. Well, so he goes to the, the infamous tackle box because he wants free spirit. Nothing else will do. Got to have free spirit. Okay, that's these, these three and a half hours we was in the tackle box. Wow. And he went through every rod that free spirit produced, every size, everything. He titted about. I felt sorry for poor Jack in there. Fair play to the guy. He stuck it out. He spent best part of 1,500 quid on a set of rods. Now, he then turns around, without even blinking, oh, I have a set of Delkins as well. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, I have a set of Delkins as well. So I said to him, you've done all that, but what, he's done no research. Money was no... I don't say it's no object, but... He's probably you know, bought to, the wrong kit for the wrong type of angling he's going to do, do at the moment. Do, I do see that, but this is something else as well that I, I was going to say, and actually I made a little note um, of it. I've got the the Sonic Alarms. Yeah, I've had them for a year now, um, and they are. I think they're the nuts. They they work lovely. They're they're just as good an alarm as any other alarm out there for me. Does it for make a money, noise? Um, you know, they come in a nice little pouch. You know, I get a bivy light with them. I get a sander box with them. Yeah. Free alarms, the years, everything. And I think it was 260 quid for the set. Yeah. You know, the bivy light works in tandem with the alarm. So when I do get a run, it flashes up the colour of that alarm. You know, brilliant. Couldn't um, I couldn't think of anything why, and, worse. And, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do the job. It's perfect. So someone asked me the other day, are you going to get some Delkims, Pete? Why don't you join the Delkim club? Right, okay. So a set of Delkims these days new TXIDs with the swingers that all connect up yeah. you, you ain't getting no change out of 600 quid really are you I've depending got, on where you go I've, over the years I, I don't know how but I end up with all sorts of bits and pieces I've got ATTs I've got the originals I've got the V1 the V2 the Deluxe I've got the, got the V2s with whatever and the, the ones that IWS's yeah you know, I've got a set of Nevilles that Darren Enwood must have repaired about 50 times because not through usage because I'm I, I can break anything. Literally, I can mm. break. If if you want something broken, I'll break it. I, 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 not by using it, by stepping on it, driving over it, leaving it on the roof of a vehicle. Yeah. I've left a rod bag yeah. on a roof, unstrapped once, drove off. <laughs> My mate went, 
what was that? I went, I don't know. Looked back, <laughs> went, oh, shit, it's my rods. Oops. Oh, shit. Another one was me and, me and my date were going to France one, one Saturday, one Saturday evening. We loaded up my motor. We're driving down the M20 into the tunnel. God save this quick. I'll never forget it. And I could hear this noise. It's like, ee, ee, like a squeaky noise. I said, fucking hell was that? I said, I think I've locked one of the cats in the back of the van. So there I am. <laughs> right, oh, back in the car. So there I am. And here telling you this, I'm going, boo, boo, because the cat's called boo. Boo, boo, come on, boo, boo, you in here, boo. So he's going, you've got to pull over. So I pulled over, went to undo the boot. I went, shit. The back windscreen wipers on. That's what's making the noise. Oh, you joking. He was crying. He said, there's you driving down the road. He said, all 20-odd stone of you at the time. Going, boo-boo, like, like, like you'd lost your cat. He said, as if you'd locked a cat in the back of a motor. But, nah, it's just... but getting back, technology, we've got... I mean, I've, seen, I've been on lakes where people are using drones to spot fish. I do I do have a drone. I'm not going to lie, I do have one. I got it as a gift. But you're doing videos um, at weddings and bar mitzvahs and parties. No, 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 no. So I, I, I generally like filming. I like to do a lot of filming. I used to um, I used to have a Land Rover Defender 110. I love Land Rovers. I've still got one. I've still got a 90 yeah. Land Rover, quite an, an old one, an early one. And um, I like I like the idea of doing videos when I was off roading and yeah. doing little sort of like bits and bobs and yeah. you know I took it to France last year, um, which is uh, well documented on one of the podcasts that uh, we got there. The, the lake was floor to ceiling weed, which weren't on the brochure by the way. Yeah, um, my mate who I went with went out while I was setting the bivvy out. You know, done the draw set up. I was setting a bivy up because it was going to be my home for the week, setting all up, getting all comfy. He's already gone out in the boat. He's come back white as a sheep. Pete, there's nowhere to fish. What, <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's floored to see the weed out there. I cannot find a spot anywhere. And I'm like, don't panic. We're deploying a drone. So I sent the drone up, uh, found a lovely spot, which ended up giving me two fish. There you go. Um, yeah, there is. And, and there, was, there was loads of space. There was loads of space. But, you know, by the way, I am a drone operator. I do have a license, which is something. But that's the thing, Pete. For our listeners, that you need to have a license to have a drone. There are, there are so guys out there. Careful. There are guys out there that will go out and spend five, six, seven, eight hundred quid on a drone, and they'll be on a 40 acre clay pit with lots of spot of weed on it, and you've got a drone flying above the red. Oh, what's, what? To me, I'm like, why do you need to do that? The one thing that no tackle company has ever, ever been able to bottle, bag or sell is watercraft. The day that somebody can invent it where you can get a diploma in watercraft, good luck. Because it's it's a lifelong uh, apprenticeship. It changes by the hour, by the minute, by the second. It certainly does. And it to me, does, I'd, rather, I'd rather spend four hours up a tree. I can't do it so much now. I can't climb. But I spent more time <laughs> up trees than I used to. I'm falling out of them. Than I ever did. It's part of cart fishing, mate. It's part you know, of fishing. I fell in the lake yesterday. Couldn't believe it. it just, fell in. In it, me, in me Nash, me Nash furry boots. One of them smells like feet, and the other one smells like eggy lake. Now, I mean, so I've you know, I I come it's... home and I've put them in the washing machine. Come I can tell you the bottom of most margins on my club water because I've been in more times than I care to think of. You know, I mean, I, yeah. It's not through not through being a, a clumsy idiot. It's just the fact that. You know, you, and, I, and I'll say this, we're, not, we're talking about French venues and, and fishing abroad. I often say to people, if you're going to go to France on your on your week's trip, you know, you look forward to all year, and I, I say to people, it's, I don't do commercial venues, I can help it. Go and enjoy yourself. But if you're going to get on the beer with your mate and you're going to have a party, sit away from the lake. Bring your rods in, get tanked up, do what you want to do. Don't sit near the lake. Don't have your rods out. Just have your little party yeah. on your Wednesday. Then on the Thursday morning when you wake up with your stinking headache, Fish, not because I'm being yeah. a spoil sport, and I say to people, 
I'm all for one for having a beer with your dinner or a glass of wine with your dinner and all that and a social drink, a social, sensible drink. And I'm the, I've been the yeah. world, I say, I went to summer and got blind drunk, mate, but I didn't fish. My rods were brought in for me and I appreciate the guys that did it and I was put to bed. And James Harrison <laughs> has still got the poxy picture of it of me completely bollocks on the bed in about 30 degrees of sun with a big fat belly hanging out. But I look at it. If I, as I said before, I, I never own a French venue, I never own a lake because that's just me. But I would say to people, wear a life jacket. If you're going to sit near a lake and it's wet and it's, put a life jacket on. Because if you go over, and it's not the fact that, oh, you could be the best swimmer in the world, mate. You, you, could, you could beat them all. You could be like, you could sw I've swum the channel. If you're mm. near a lake and it's wet and you're on a pontoon and you're a little bit, especially anyone ever gets in a boat without a life jacket on. I, I'm, I'm the world's worst mate I will scream at the top of my no, voice safety safety is always first and I will say that to everyone listening obviously you know the same as what I fished a pit make sure safety comes first with it I fished a pit that was notorious for slipping you would slip on the, I mean it was unreal mate you could you could wear the best boots in the world you would slip my concern has always been and it might seem a bit much if you've got a life jacket and you, and you know there's a chance you can go in if you bang your head that life jacket should right you and you've got a chance now, yeah. if you're going to get tanked up in France with your mates on a social, move away from the lake. Go and sit somewhere where you're nowhere near the water. I, I, I don't drink and I never have done. Um, I've stopped. I, give me a pint. Give me a pint on many ones. You know, I say that to some people. It's like, I don't drink. And they're like, oh, sorry. That's all right. I never used to be an alcoholic or nothing. I just don't drink. Never have done. No, never something that interests me. So I don't, you know, in the first, in this lockdown that we just come out of, um, the wife went out and she brought me, oh, I brought you four of those um you know Aldi's in the shopping yeah. the food shopping place the 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 um ciders that they do the fruit and blah yeah. blah, blah four of them and i think they're still one in the fridge now i'll be you honest know, mate. Just... i was i was 21 and a bit stoned when i come back from croatia and i and i was done and i got a nickname my mate max calls me tubsy he started off as tubbardy because his little grandson called me tubbardy and it, or he, he said a cup of tea but it came out tubbardy so that's what they called me. And that's how I just got the name as Tubsy. And, I, and that's what I became known as. When I came back from Croatia, and I've, I'll be honest, it did me in a little bit. It, it, it did affect me because I had so much going through my mind at the time about what I was doing and how I was doing it. And, and I was drinking to excess. And I thought, I've got to change this. And, and this is a horrible, horrible thing to do. Max texts me something, right? And... There was always a thing we did when any of us, the, the group of lads that used to fish together and know each other through social media, we used to say, like, the clock's ticking, and it was tick-tock, tick-tock, that sort of thing. Not the video thing, but, like, you'd get a little clock come up and time's ticking to have one. And it done me. I'll be honest, mate, it proper done me. And I deleted him. I deleted him from everything. Facebook, Messenger, uh, WhatsApp, text, the lot. I got rid of him. And it was a horrible, yeah. horrible thing to do. And then I came back and I went, right, I'm going to lose weight. And... I lost seven stone in seven months. I stopped drinking. I ate properly. Wow. Yes, I've put bait, I've put it back on. But I'll always say that alcohol and angling contributed to my weight gain because when you go angling, you tend to be, you become lazy. You eat the shit you don't eat indoors. You'll eat a kebab because it's easy and quick and they deliver to the gate. You'll eat a Chinese. I mean, yep. I've been known for yep. eating Chinese and Indians out of the bin, mate, at angling on a, on a Sunday morning. Max will tell you that any day of the week. Um, but I, I looked at it and I thought, I'm killing myself here. I won't make 60. I'll die. Mm. I'll die fat and my mm. mates won't be able to lift my coffin. I'll be wielding on a trolley. 
And I thought, I can't do that. I've put a bit back on through lockdown because I think everybody's got back to that. It's boredom. Everyone has, mate. It's through, it's through boredom. But what I will say to you is, have a look on my on the Facebook page. Have a look at a guy called um, Simon Groves. I keep on saying to him that he should write a cookbook using yeah. Ridge Monkey cooking essentials because that geezer is something else. And you don't have to eat just crap on the bank any, you don't. anymore. You really don't. You don't have to do it because the, the cooking the cooking essentials that you get, especially like the likes of Ridge Monkey and stuff like that, you know, you can eat so much more better because it's easier and it's not so much stuff you've got to take with you. And, yeah. And everything else, so it's, it's all it's all. The thing is, it's, it's all too easy now to sit there. And, I mean, I, I said this to people, lockdown, you go, just eat, bang, 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 bosh, push a button, 15, 20 minutes, half hour later, it's at your door. McDonald's delivery. I never thought I'd see that in my yeah, lifetime. No. KFC delivery. I've never, I've never had a delivery at the lake. I've always cooked. You know, the last time I went, I think it was a few weeks ago, I cooked chicken in mushroom sauce with rice. Yeah. On the bank, I do chicken you know, noodles. Does, does... I've got this thing about chicken noodles. Yeah. I do. It's a, it's a, yeah. I took it to Slim. I joined Slimming World to be honest, and that helped me. It, it, yeah, it is a bit happy clappy and all that shit, but it helped me. I had a group. I had a, a mentor called Vanessa, um, and she was good. She, I mean, all right, she put her weight back on, but it was that discipline to go there and do it. Yeah, yeah, and, and totally. It, and it, 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 it sort like of said, it's each, each to your own and all that. And if it helps you, then that's it. I mean, no. I could actually use a bed chair. That, you, know, you know, losing that amount of weight, you start to realise how much it, how much pressure it puts on your knees, and and, and actually getting a bed chair that I could totally actually lay right. on and not wake up, and it looks like a fucking hammock. I mean, my bed chair used to be like near the floor. <laughs> and I used to think, what's the matter with that? And no amount of, of pulling that elastic at the bottom, mate, would hold it tight for my fat ass to to not touch the floor. And it's, it's just one of them things, you know. It's just yeah, it is, mate. It is. But you say so you're, when, you're when, a lot better now. You're healthier now, aren't you? I see you the other week. I'm healthier, you, you're but looking I need to, good, mate. I need to lose a bit. I need to get a bit off for, for some. Oh, mate. So do I. So do all of us do. I all think it's getting married but... next year in Cyprus, so I want to be out there like an Adonis. So Cyprus. that's going to happen. Um, Lovely place. Oh, look, so fishing in Cyprus, it's just not out there, mate. It's just. It, it's just nothing. There's dams out there. There's a few carp, but there's nothing. nothing no, my, my mum lived there for years when she was a kid, and I've been there a few times as well. So it's yeah, a five-hour flight. Well. You know, what I, mean? It's, I mean, I've been fortunate. After a couple of years ago, I fished Thailand, and it was the experience of a lifetime. Um, mm. There, there is a little. I, I paid Gillum's a visit because a couple of my mates were there, and, and a couple of the guys there I knew. Um, and I'll say this now, and I'll, I'll always say this: Gillum's is possibly, in my opinion the best you'll ever see of, of fishing in Thailand. I don't know anywhere of that standard. I've I've stayed in some top hotels, mate, and places, and Gillum's by far is... is that is on my, that is on my list, that Gillum's. Everything, I need to per, uh, persuade the wife. It is everything and more that you can imagine. It is, it yeah. is stunning. It is the, I would even say, when I walked into the to the restaurant area, it is breathtaking. You're like, oh, my God. Really? You know what I mean? It, it's the sort of place mm. you'd expect to see the likes of like Simon Cowell walking around. You know what I mean? It's that, it's really? celebrity level. It's the level that where... is That is on my list. Maybe we should have a social out there. We'll get us all. We'll, get, we'll drag Darren out there. Well, I... See what happens oh, with that. That'll don't. be there. And Tom. No, oh, there you go. I That's can't it. sit on a plane. We'll with, talk about that. Sit on a plane with Darren and Tom Wright for 13 hours. Leave it out. <laughs> you know. 13 minutes does mean. No. You'd fake heart attack just so he could dump some fuel and land somewhere. I went to Palm Tree Lagoon. It's a, it's a, it's a polar opposite to, to Gillum's. But the fish are immense. You're there to catch fish. They're yeah. not there. Gillum's is one. Of, you know, if anybody listening to this says I want to go to Thailand, if you want to go and catch big fish, 42 world records in Palm Tree Lagoon. It's it's in the middle yeah. of nowhere. It's, a, it's about a two-hour drive from Bangkok. You stay in a basic, a very very basic, spotlessly clean hotel in a village called Rataburi, as I called it. Um, they take you to the lake every day. They take you back every night. 
there's a couple of places you can get something to eat of a night, which is the bar next door called Tapster. It is fantastic. It is, you know, you're a 300 pound meat cog, you've got a very, very good chance. I had 60 pound red towels and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But if you want to take the wife and you want to really spoil her and really, really make it special, get yourself into Gillum's. Mm. You know, I've got no mm. association with either places in any way, shape or form, mm. but I've actually, I'm talking from experience. I've been there, I've seen it with my own eyes. I will, it, I will, I will Google the other place, but Gillum's is definitely on my list. So palm, I will, wait, do do palm tree lagoon after you do Gillum's, because otherwise you'll think Gillum's is. Well, do it whichever way you like, but it's stunning. We're, we're talking about that. We're trying to get Darren to to, to to sponsor a trip out to Gillum's but or something. Getting back to that, so the, 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 the way I see carp angling now is is technology is playing a bigger a bigger part. It's it's more yeah, accessible. Right. But the biggest problem we've got is, mate, we just don't have enough venues for the amount of people fishing. And I can't see this this massive increase easing off. I can't see it becoming like... I, 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 I can because people are bored. They've gone out and gone and bought the gear because of the lockdown. want to do this, want to do that. Got nothing to do in the day and then they, they will slow down. I don't know how many percentage of it will happen, but I can see it happening. I mean, let's be honest, you know, the, the venue that I'm at, as every year there was always tickets left over. This year there hasn't been none, and now there's a massive waiting list because it seems to be the thing. You know, there's more stuff on TV. It's, it's like I spoke to Darren about this. You know, there's there's more people watching YouTube and stuff. I, I, God knows how many times I've watched everything on YouTube. Well, look at, look, at look at Calder bringing Monster Carp to the, to, to to what I yep. call mainstream television, ITV4, whatever it's on. It, it's mainstream. It goes on. It, it's it's accessible. Elliot Gray right. with Sipography, mate. You know, fair play to Elliot. He, he, he's brought yeah. something that different. It's the, the trouble with with what we are involved in, it's hard to to produce anything new and different. It's it always gets oh that's a lot of old shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I know I know a guy that's that's heavily into product development, and he's come up with some fantastic ideas. But people poo poo it and knock it before it even gets to mark, before it even gets out there. You know? Yeah. And there's, there's just some fantastic minds in carp angling that could come up with some superior products that we all need and use. But you look at carp angling over the years, a lot of what we use and do has come from other types of, if you like, leisure activities. A lot of the gear yeah. we use is camping. I mean, I, I belong to, sad as it is, I belong to the Bongo Society, right? This Bongo <laughs> Forum thing or Bongo Pages. Or, and they all rave about ridge monkeys. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, but... To me, Ridge Monkey's been about for years now. It's nothing new. But they think it's, like, revolutionary. But those Ridge yeah. Monkey toasters were in another format many years ago. But they were shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. They were yeah. proper yeah. shit in them days. I mean, I had one, yeah. and the rivets melted. This wasn't a Ridge Monkey one. This is the originals before Ridge Monkey had them. And the, the rivets melted, yeah. and the whole thing just fell apart. But yeah. Ridge Monkey took the idea and made it more accessible to car makers. Bivy Loo. Yeah. I get asked the other week, you got a bucket? I went, no, nah, mate, I'm not a peasant. I don't like to crap oh, in a don't, bucket. Don't I use that a thing look. has saved my life more than once. But it needs to be too... When I'm it, fishing or just general when I'm in the van going to work and coming Pete, home from somewhere. it needs to be about two foot higher. I feel like <laughs> I'm me, crap. perfect for me. Oh, not, well, yeah, you're only a small bloke, but even me as a, a short, <laughs> short-legged bloke, I'll get down there, mate, <laughs> and I'll, I'll have to roll around like a hippo on the floor trying to get up with the arse <laughs> in the air because I can't get down that low. My legs and joints won't take it. But oh, if they make... So what I did, all I did was, mate, I put it on a bucket. Well, maybe it might be so. If the the main people at Ridge Monkey are listening to podcasts like they do every time I launch one. Didn't it? They brought out a toilet, not. didn't they? I'm talking Just about make I'm... a make a tall man Ridge Monkey toilet. No, I'm talking about the carp life bivy toilet, the little one that folds down flat. 
Oh, I'm talking about Ridge Monkey. No, the Ridge Monkey one's fine, mate. Unless you've got... Uh, no. I, but I don't like using a bucket. I like the fact that it folds down. It's got... The, the Carp Life Bivilu, mate, I, I think it's a brilliant product. Absolutely brilliant. But it's just too yeah. too low. You know, I, I, I've, I've been rolling around in, in Chanterine on the back lake. <laughs> and I, 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 I dreamt if, if Richie filmed it, it'd, it'd go viral. It'd be a, to- a nightmare for me. <laughs> but, oh, but no, it's just... Oh, mental. Absolutely <laughs> mental. Well, Keith, mate, do you know what? How time flies. Cool. We've been on for nearly two hours, mate. Blimey. Actually, over that. That's, that's about, over two hours. It's about all the other, other stuff that I've got my mad theories and beliefs on, why plastic baits work and what happens. Well, listen, do you know what? Like we said before, like we do with every podcast, we have a chat before and, we, and you know, I make notes of stuff and stuff yeah. that we're generally going to talk about. We haven't spoken about half the stuff that we said we was. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, if you want, and you're more than up for it, which I'm sure we are, this is going to be part one. Yeah. And we're going to bring out a part two where we do it. Have a have a chat with your um, boy your son. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Get your boy into it, and then we'll do a part two, and then we will carry on. Definitely. Um, and then carry on from here. So get your boy to listen to this one. Yeah, I will do. Mate. Um, so he knows the coup and all that lot, and and then we'll we'll definitely go for that because, like I said, there's there's half my page here we haven't even spoken about nah, really in depth. So much and more. You have been. You, you've been an awesome guest. Thank you very much. It's been a really pleasure, mate. I appreciate your time. But what I will say, um, as normal with um, with this podcast, uh, you can follow us from the Anchor app. Um, we are on Spotify. So please go on there and, and uh, give a listen and give a like. Also, where there is a Facebook page, uh, Carp Geezers Facebook page, as spelled as in exactly the same, C-A-R-P-G-E-E-Z-E-E-R-S. Um, there is another person on Facebook calling himself Carp Geezer as well recently, which is quite funny. I won't go into that because I did send him a message. Um, and uh, we've also got a email address, um, exactly the same spelt exactly the same but carpgeezers at gmail.com so like I said I haven't actually had that much emails with uh, people that want to come on the podcast or put their stories on gladly read them out and uh, anything you want to talk about same thing again like I say in every podcast because I've had a couple of negative comments I'm not a carp guru in any which shape or fashion it's just the way that I see it and my guests see it on the given day so it's all um, about having fun and just talking about car fishing. What I do want to say, there's one little thing I wanted to touch on um, from what I understand. It is Mental Health Week. Everyone, mental health is a, is a major problem with everyone, especially right now in this day and age where we are coming in and out of pandemics. With whatever you're going through, please, 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 just uh, don't boil it up. Do talk to someone. Um, I do want to dedicate this podcast to a friend of mine that very unfortunately took his own life three weeks ago. Um, he wasn't a carp angler. He wasn't connecting fishing in any which shape or fashion. But he was a he was a lovely guy, and I've known him a long time. And I was speaking to him very frequently before he took his own life. So that was a rather uh, shock. And he leaves behind a wife and a five month old baby girl. So everyone, don't bottle it up. If you've got any mental health issues or anything, just talk to someone about it. I'm sure there's someone around you that you can call um, and uh, and talk about it. Don't bottle it up and hold it all inside. So. Keith, thank you very much for your thank time you, again, mate. mate. I've really, really enjoyed myself, mate. Yeah. So this is going to be part one um, <laughs> of this podcast. We're definitely going to get Keith back on with his boy. Oh. Also, there's another podcast that we've been talking about, Keith, with me, you, and a certain other person from a bait company, isn't it? No, that'd be entertaining, about. wouldn't it? 
So, <laughs> oh my gods, would that be a ripe one? So, yeah, we will definitely talk about that as well, Keith. Um, yeah, Keith, keep in touch, mate. Thank you, Pete. Thank you very much for coming on again. Thank you Everyone, so much for the opportunity. I hope you have a, a good week. Uh, please take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, and we will be recording the episode 10 of the podcast. I'm saying about eight days' time or something like that. We'll be so look out for that one. So, Keith, thank you, thank mate. You, Pete. I will give you a shout back. And then, um, everyone, take care, look after yourself, and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank, thank you, you very much. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Take bye. care, Keith. Cheers, See you bye. soon. See you. Bye. Bye. bye.